the sound of happiness. Woo, woo. Uh, I, there's a weird thing that I'm into. You know, I, I am, um, I'm on Instagram and I like to hit search and I don't type in anything in the search. I just like what happens. They give you clips of things, random things. You know, 50% of them are hot chicks trying on different outfits or walking around yeah. showing off their bodies and bikinis or you know it, it's great and then like 15 to 20 percent is like like various clips of like keith richards practicing his guitar or slash playing a solo and i'm addicted to it i i wait and i say to myself i am wasting time in my life i'm everything now to me is about time how much time am i wasting because when I'm laying on my deathbed, am I going to say, why did I spend so much of my life watching these Instagram clips? But I'm oddly fascinated. And then almost for some reason, there's like tons of um, video of these little animals that have like little spiky backs. So they're like not otters. They're, uh, God, I can't porcupines. think of the name. Not por but like a porcupine. It's... um. Hmm. What else has spiny things? They're, and it's their babies and their, their, like hedgehogs, hedgehogs. Oh, There's hedgehogs. Like, I'm not very familiar with them. Neither was I. I thought they were a cartoon <laughs> thing. You know, I didn't know they were real. And, and like, I, I sit to Bethlehem and I'm on the couch watching hedgehog videos. And, uh, and she's like, oh, they're so cute. I would adopt one. You know, I go, yeah, I know. But I mean, they're, I mean, I go, and then I was sorry. I go, don't, don't, you know, with her, I don't know if she's for real. Now I got a rabbit. Right. Then you might have a hedgehog in your basement. <laughs> yeah, because we rescued a rabbit. This rabbit was thrown out of a car on a highway. You, and you the, didn't see it thrown out. No, no, no. Somebody contacted uh. us. I saw the, a lovely woman goes, I was driving along. I saw people like, throw this rabbit out of the and I, I felt terrible and i put it in my car and i don't know what to do with it so we took it in uh-huh so beth and i are in love with this we named her jessica rabbit after the cartoon <laughs> or whatever the hell that was and um she is delightful just watching her eat is endlessly entertaining she eats lettuce and kale she eats a lot like you robin Lettuce yes, and kill. She's a vegetarian. And, yeah, and she'll eat, and and she made friends with the cats and the kittens, Ooh. and they love her, and they hang out in her little. We got her a hutch to sleep in, and then we put our litter box in there. They someone told us to. She didn't like that. She pushed that out of there. She knows where she likes things, and she's got a whole personality. And uh -huh. so now I got a rabbit. God forbid, I don't want a hedgehog. So uh, Beth rescues everything, and I said to her, "Honey, are you going to give this?" Uh, 
rabbit to a family. You know, that's what we do. We don't, right, you, yeah. you know, we have six, we have six of our own cats. Um, we used to have seven, but my, my kitten, uh, Grogu died. He died. Did I tell you that? Grogu died? Yeah. 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 And, uh, I was all, I was all upset about that. We loved that cat. He had 10 months with us and he died. He had a lot of medical problems and issues with his heart. But we, so we got the rabbit and Beth goes, yeah, I can't take care of a rabbit. I'm, you know, I, I, I'm going to find a home for this rabbit. And then now she's been taking care of the rabbit. Now uh, it's just like, I can't part with the rabbit. I just can't. <laughs> no one can be as good to this rabbit as we are. I, I change her water every t- 10 minutes. I, we have a house for him. He's got a house within our house. She. <laughs> it's unbelievable. She is fucking cute. I mean, there's no question. And she's huge. And I she, saw pictures. I said, that looks like a big rabbit. Oh, my God. You walk in the room, and she go, runs up to Beth and starts running around her feet. She gets so excited, and that's <laughs> it. It's over. I, I know the rabbit's staying with us. And, you know, the rabbit knew to, when, when she had a good thing. Are you kidding? We got a delivery from Amazon, and I'm like looking. I, I get excited when the Amazon dude shows up because I'm like, <laughs> uh, did I order anything? I never order anything. I'm so I'm I'm cheap with myself and generous with other people. I don't know what that is, but I never order anything for myself. And then the Amazon guy comes. I open up the boxes. It's like fifty five rabbit toys. <laughs> I'm telling you, this rabbit, he, she lives better than JD. I've seen where JD lives. It's not that great. Oh my goodness. Yeah, and, and, and she lives better than you should see her house. It's like a little house. It's and it's got a little area for like hanging out, an area for sleeping. It has different uh, rooms. Yeah. is what yeah. you're saying. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's all. And and Beth goes, you know, I'm just gonna. We have the hutch now. That's called the hutch. We have the hutch now, and and Beth has to order hay for the rabbit, and because rabbits eat hay, and also when they shit. They shit in their hay and then they eat the hay. That and you're not supposed to clean it all up. Oh, it's a whole fucking thing. Wow. Because I was going to say, yeah, how do you even know how to take care of a rabbit? I guess they, yeah, had to read up on this, huh? Oh, Beth's in touch with another rabbit lady who's a rabbit (laughs) expert. (laughs) Don't ask. I mean, it's a whole, it's a study of rabbits and uh, yeah. And you know what the problem is? We put so much time, effort, and money, especially Beth, puts just tremendous amount of her life into these animals. And when we hand them off to somebody, most of the people are fabulous, but we get a couple of assholes. We're dealing with an asshole situation now. I don't even know how to get into it. But let's put Maybe it this way. Maybe you shouldn't. We hate giving up our you know we 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 get these animals into fabulous shape and we say to the people if you for any reason cannot handle your kitten or your cat and we gave them to you no questions asked we'll take the cat back and they sign a contract and inevitably they don't listen and they do so something what fucking happened? dumb uh did somebody I don't know if take I, your cat somewhere else uh worse okay uh, we just found out about it. A beautiful little kitten that we that we had. The cat uh, didn't behave the way she wanted it to. So anyway, we're we're beside ourselves about it because all they have to do is pick up the phone or or get in touch. You can find us uh, through Beth's uh, Gmail account. You can find us through North Shore Animal League. 
Well, they found you once to get the cat. They know how to yeah, find you. They do. They do. It's we're going out of our mind. We're, we're 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 just looking into the whole thing now. But this rabbit, we're afraid to give the rabbit away because we love the rabbit so much. We're like, you know, and then we go through applications and some people seem to have a good situation, but they work full time and blah, blah. blah. And then when I end up with the rabbit. But we love the rabbit. The rabbit is a lot of fun. Nothing else walks by your house like a bobcat or something. You, I know, I know. That's well. That's my point. You know, like, like uh, you want to hear something weird about rabbits? This was unbelievable to us. So when we first got the rabbit, we were enjoying the rabbit. But the part that wasn't so enjoyable. We have a litter box for the rabbit. Everyone says the rabbit goes in litter box. The rabbit, like twenty percent of the time, would go in the litter box. And the rest of the time was shitting and pissing outside of the litter box. Uh huh. And we're like, well, how the hell does anybody have a rabbit in their home? It seems ridiculous. I've always heard rabbits are domesticated. So the lady who owns all the rabbits that we were in touch with, she says, go get your rabbit spayed and the rabbit will never have an accident again. And we're like, that's crazy. What, What do you mean? And then we contacted a vet and they said, yeah, you have to go to a specialist. We don't spay rabbits because it's a little trickier than spaying a cat or, you know, or, or, or a dog. And so we got in touch with a specialist who did a beautiful job on the spay. It ain't cheap. And that's the other thing. People who get animals, you gotta, you gotta have the money to afford these animals. Please know that we factored that into your decision to get an animal. And, uh, anyway, we got the rabbit spayed. Rabbit comes home. Never once has Mr. Litterbox ever again. Perfect rabbit. No accidents. No going outside the litter box. Isn't that crazy? So they must use their turds, their little rabbit turds, to attract other animals and attract, you know, yeah. partners. Yeah. Who knew? You know? And when they said it, well, I'm like, eh. Hey, come that on. Is, is part of the wild experience. You shouldn't yeah. hang out with animals more. Because yeah. if, if you don't spay a cat, you can't live with the cat. Yeah, they go crazy. I know. I know. We've had that experience. We were told the cat was spayed and then it wasn't. Anyway, but uh, I've said, you know, no bullshitting around. If you're an animal lover, elect me your president in the next election. Because I got news for you. When I'm in the White House, there will be a minimum punishment of five years in jail if you don't spay or neuter your pet. Or if you take your vet to kill him for no reason. Take your your cat or oh, dog. Oh, your cat to the vet to be yeah. killed. Euthanized. Right. Okay. That's right. I will put you in jail for five years. I'm not fucking around. I will make some of the strictest laws about animals. I'm not fucking around. Well, I don't know if that's going to get you votes. You know, a lot, a lot of people think they like animals. <laughs> no, people like it. People like what I'm saying. I know it. Um, there was a guy out here who killed uh, two of his... Uh, he adopted two puppies and he killed them. And they're still fucking around. I don't even think the guy's gone to jail yet. I mean, uh, you know, there's laws on the books about animal abuse, but they're not enforced. And uh, we've never had a president with a rabbit uh, in the White House. But I would do it. I would change all that. There would be a rabbit in the White House. <laughs> and by the way, I'm, I'm recommending to people with peace and love, do not get a rabbit. Uh, as much as we're enjoying, I'm telling you, Peace they're expensive. You gotta really, you gotta tolerate the fact that this is an animal that lived in the wild and stop complaining about their behavior. They're just being a rabbit. 
You're not I have a friend who has a rabbit, but they never, it was sort of like the rabbit adopted them. The rabbit doesn't live in their home, but every oh. time my friend goes out for a walk, the rabbit joins him and goes on the walk with him and hangs around the house and the kids love the rabbit. But, well, you know, they kept, you yeah. know, they live in a rural area and they could keep it outside. Well, your friend is um, living a life of like Disneyland. I mean, it's unbelievable. It's like a Disney movie. Uh, she go, that's like Beth. She goes for a walk and all the animals come up to her. But, that's um, right. Yeah, anyway, there's a whole bunch of shit I learned about rabbits. Like, they eat their own duty because their digestive systems aren't efficient, so they need to re-ingest food to get all the nutrients. So their duty is high in nutri nutrients that they need. Well, uh, actually, what the duty is high in is probably uh, their microbiome that helps them digest the new food. Yeah, and uh, and then I'll go downstairs to see Beth making out with the, with the rabbit. Like, like literally kissing the rabbit. I go, honey, this is an animal that eats its own duties. What do you do? She kisses everything. Uh, Last night, I put my foot down. I got fucking amorous. She was uh, finishing up her period, blah, 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 all this bullshit, and I'm getting amorous. Uh -huh. And I go, never mind these animals and all your... Be kind to me right now. I'm all charged up. I need it. I need it now. She goes, well, wait till tomorrow. I go, nope, now. Let's go upstairs with you. I marched her right upstairs. We had it. <laughs> and let me tell you, it was a lot of fun. Good. Yeah, I put my foot down. I was a real man, Robin. <gasps> me. And I now. was me right now. Never mind these rabbits. Yeah. <laughs> or I'll start eating my own shit. I'm going nuts. <laughs> Yeah, what do I have to do? Eat my own shit to get you to kiss yeah, me? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> you want to see me eat my own shit? I'm an animal, too. I need attention. Never mind all these animals. And I got some attention. Good uh, I was all yeah. Oh, yeah, I was all charged up yesterday. I'll tell you that. <laughs> what charged you up? I don't know. Maybe it was... Oh, I know. I, I'm... Um, if so, you know, of course, we had Jimmy Kimmel on yesterday great guy a lot of fun and Kimble yes. Kimble but it stirred up this whole thing that I I don't want to go out to a restaurant with Jimmy and Molly while they're in New York taping that show there and uh, Beth says listen I want to see Jimmy and Molly we have to start going to a restaurant I said well if they would do it outdoors so they're looking at some restaurant that might have some heat lamps or some shit because it'd probably be freezing. <laughs> and uh, I don't know, but it seems like I'm going to have to do it. And I do want it. Listen, here's my problem. I'm so happy doing what I'm doing, honestly. And even the fans wrote me and they even said, Howard, you love your life. You got the kind of job you can be home. Stay home. So what? But Beth is not hearing of it. You know, she's like. Listen, we got to go out a little bit. We got to do something. And I'm a nervous fucking wreck. Um, I'm going to have to do it. And I know, um, I'm, and I go, honey, I'm going to get COVID and it's going to be long term COVID. And I got to do a radio show. I can't sit and battle COVID. Uh, she goes, you're not, if you have a positive attitude, you're not going to get COVID. I go, that's ridiculous. How could you say that? Positive attitude is going to keep me from COVID. I'll tell you what keep me from COVID. A mask and hiding in this house. <laughs> that I know uh, for sure. I don't know about positive attitude. My mother was always like that. 
You've got to keep a positive attitude. Every time I see you, I go, hey, what happened to your positive attitude now, honey? <laughs> I haven't heard one positive thing out of your mouth in the last well, three years. Uh, guess what? Uh, she didn't have a positive <laughs> attitude. She was lying. And you have right. adopted this attitude of hers. Absolutely. Listen, it got her through life. I'm, I'm, I'm into it. <laughs> I don't want to go out. I love Jimmy and Molly, but you know, the reality is you hang out with Jimmy and Molly and it's nice, but it's not earth shattering. I mean, it's not like meeting Jesus Christ and it's, uh, you know, I, 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 I don't, but anyway, I'm doing it. I'm going to go All out right. to dinner and God help me. God help me. Oh my God. I That's pray. the best attitude to go out with. Thank you, Robin. Finally, someone on my side. Lord Jesus Christ. Join me, Robin. Lord Jesus Christ. Dear Lord. Uh, dear Jesus, Lord Jesus Christ, please keep me safe from the COVID. I don't want to join you in heaven yet. I have more <laughs> things to do. But Robin, I just want to say we had a good run. It was nice oh knowing my you. Oh God. Nah. You have to stop, you know, like, really, you know what? A, I don't even think you know what a positive attitude is. I'll tell you who had a positive attitude. Uh, a guy named Herman Cain used to run Burger King or something <laughs> or Pizza Hut. One Pizza of those. Hut. Yeah. He had a real positive attitude. Big guy was for Trump. Everything showed up to a rally. Fuck it. I've got a positive attitude. The guy's dead. He's dead. Uh, that was the height of the pandemic. He was mm. foolish. Right. And that's what happened. Right. I'm talking about actually having a positive attitude, not saying things, actually having a positive attitude, being positive. I don't so think you're you saying, understand what that is. You're saying if I'm positive. No, I'm I will not be... saying anything like that. I'm simply saying you can certainly you know how many times you've talked yourself into an illness. Yes, all the time. That's what, exactly what I know. I don't talk myself into this. I know who I am. I don't need to be neurotic. Uh, I, when I'm sitting here at home with just Beth, I'm fine. I don't want to go out, but I'm going out. I want to, I want my marriage to be successful. I've already fucked things up, you know, one time. Now I'm going to, I want this to be successful and I want, I want to, uh, I, I want to please my wife. I got. I understand. I, I'm not alone in this. So, I guess I'm willing to die for Beth. That's true love. She's found true love. Well, I did say to someone not too long ago, one of the first people I had a meeting with, I said I'm now uh, not completely avoiding COVID. I'm choosing who I want to catch it from. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> What an honor to get it from Molly and Jimmy. <laughs> but anyway, getting back to my point. So I'm perfectly happy sitting at home, going through my Instagram and looking at the search engine. It's so great. I see. You hedgehogs. understand that's programmed for you, that they've been watching you. They say that, but I don't believe it. I'll tell you why. Okay. All right. Like, like the musically. I see clips of Keith Richards and I, I said to myself, oh, they must program this for me because I'm a Rolling Stones fan. But I have like 50,000 clips of Greta Van Fleet. <laughs> and that little singer they have who wears belly shirts and like um, he looks like he's dressed for Halloween. Uh-huh. And um, it looks like he's playing Aladdin in um, 
in in the movie, the Disney he's movie. He's waiting for Aladdin. a genie. <laughs> right. He looks, he looks like he's waiting for a genie. I think the guy in Greta Van Fleet has a magic carpet and he just flies around. <laughs> and then his guitar player, too. I have videos of him from Greta Van Fleet. Now, I'm not, you know, it's interesting. Now that every one of my clips is almost every other one is Greta Van Fleet. Uh-huh. I've kind but of do become. Do you spend a, any time on them? Oh my God! I got to tell you something. I'm mesmerized by that little guy, the one who sounds like Robert Plant, you know? Yes. And I'm filled with with feelings about Greta Van Fleet. Like I'm like, why why would this guy be a rock star and dress like that? He's got a little cute afro, and he's got like little genie pants with a tiny little genie shirt that shows his belly button, <laughs> and he's very tiny. And then he opens up his mouth. The dude can sing. He sings like he sings at this point better than Robert Plant. You know, and he's and and the guitar player dresses equally. Like I I don't know. Do the, do those guys walk around like that, or is that their stage clothes? I mean, I, I don't remember know, Greta Van Fleet, except through you. I remember like um, in the nineties when we worked at K Rock. It was a time of like glam rock. There were like, you know, Cinderella. They'd show up and they'd be wearing like women's pants and, uh, you know, like scarves and, you know, like, like they look like women. And I used to think, do these guys dress like this theatrically or do they really? And it turned out they really dress like that. I can't imagine Greta Van Fleet is running around in genie outfits. They must dress. And he wears on stage, he wears like Birkenstock sandals with an Aladdin outfit. And I'm like, holy shit, this is so unrock star like. Like, when I was a kid, you wanted to dress like a rock star. You wanted to look like David Lee Roth. But Jesus Christ, <laughs> I'm watching this guy. I'm like, this guy's breaking the mold. I don't even know this dude's name. Maybe someone will put it up for me. But I, I don't even know his name, but he's fast. You got to look at these guys in these clips. Greta Van Fleet. And then I'm like, gee, I know they sound like Led Zeppelin. But they're still pretty good. I mean, because I like Led Zeppelin, and these things, these guys are the closest to Led Zeppelin there is. Yeah, you can't see Led Zeppelin anymore. No. And they rock, and they do write original songs. And I have to admit, I do like them. I don't. I mean, I've never heard a whole song. I only see them in 15-second clips. And, and he's, but and, see, and I, that's I, exactly what those algorithms can do. They sort of then say, maybe we should throw in this. That's mm. something he hasn't discovered, but he might like it. Yeah. They know I like uh, hot chicks playing instruments. They have yeah. like hot chicks and shorts playing guitar really well. For some reason, the, the, the robot thinks I like that. Thanks. That's what you spend most of your time on. I know. But I watch, I'm telling you, the thing knows what I like. And it turns, it knew that I would like Greta Van Fleet. And I didn't even know I'd like it. And you know what? I've never listened to a whole Greta Van Fleet song. But the 15 seconds. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're good. Uh, I mean, how Led Zeppelin can you get? Yeah, they're good. Make 
picture a guy like in a little belly shirt, and his belly isn't all that attractive. It's not flat. <laughs> uh, it's got a little. It's got a little bump in it. They're good though. Yeah, listen to him. And you know they claim that they didn't know who Led Zeppelin was until they got into high school, which I don't know. Maybe. What do I know? What is that supposed to mean? <laughs> right. Oh, these are a couple of brothers. Lead vocals, Josh Kiska. Yeah, Josh Kiska. And Sam Kiska is on, I think, guitar. And Jake Kiska, too. Oh, my goodness. It's a whole yeah. family. Oh, I didn't know that. I just, yeah, they all dress alike, too, like like um, dirty wizards. <laughs> Yeah, the band consists of twin brothers Josh and Jay Kiska, younger brother Sam on bass, and longtime friend Danny Wagner drums. Wow, it's almost like Van Halen. Greta Van Fleet has three brothers in the band. Josh Kiska yeah. on vocals and Jay Kiska on guitar. I didn't realize they were twins. It looks like Jake was a little taller. And little brother Sam Kiska Yeah, well, I don't think they're identical. You know, twins don't have to be identical. Yeah. And they all dress like like they're Steven Tyler's microphone stand. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. But, uh, yeah, I uh, I kind of think I dig them. But I'm fa- like, I am sure someone has played this for Robert Plant. And, like, what's his reaction to Greta Van Fleet? Like, does he laugh at them or go, hey, you know what? I'm honored. These boys are carrying on in the tradition of Led Zeppelin. They're rocking and they're singing on a naturally high voice. Well, I mean, you have to have, you you know, you have a certain timbre. Not everybody uh, can sound like that. No. And he does it pretty effortlessly. But it's yeah. weird. He's, he's wearing Birkenstocks and the belly. He he looks like a, a, a genie who went to Woodstock, you know, and like smoked some weed. Uh, yeah yeah the gold lame yeah they they dress Mm. up pretty good (laughs) and it isn't a cool look like i would never go man i wish i could dress like that this isn't something you take to the street (laughs) and you don't wear birkenstock sandals without uh, socks you know know, i mean like like you're looking at the guy's feet you know what i mean it's it's greta van feet Yeah. Hey, so a couple of things. Let's get started. Uh, First of all, uh, I woke up to uh, my buddy uh, Jimmy Kimmel, who was on the show yesterday. A lot of people enjoyed him. Uh, Let's see. Um, Jimmy was fantastic, as always. Jimmy and Howard are so great together. And he has an insight into Howard that no other guest has. I wish Jimmy luck with his shows in New York. Uh, People like Jimmy's Tom Cruise story. (laughs) <laughs> the image of Adam Carolla miming, taking a shit, and reading the newspaper in front of Tom Cruise's mother was hilarious. Um, congrats on another slam dunk interview. Well, hey, Jimmy was uh, on fire. It was great hearing the other side of the John Ham story. I was cracking up when Jimmy said John got booted from their fantasy league. Cousin Sal is brilliant. People like when Molly came in during the interview. I really appreciate yeah. Molly calling in and giving her perspective on the Kimmel stay with Howard this summer. 
If they made love in your home, that means they definitely enjoyed their visit. More importantly, I'm glad we got an update on her smelly feet. <laughs> and uh, listeners are excited about Ronnie's potential residency at Jimmy Kimmel's yes. Comedy Club in Las Vegas. Yeah, that was weird. Maybe I, I said, will see Ronnie again. I'll go see his show. <laughs> yeah, they, that's going to be some show. I try to warn Jimmy that, you know, Ronnie's live show is yelling out cunt. He brings out a special crowd. <laughs> I was going to mention that uh, Jimmy uh, was saying, hey, I want Ronnie to appear at my club in Las Vegas. And, blah, blah, blah. and I go, hey, Ronnie, what do you think of that? And did you notice we couldn't get Ronnie yesterday on the air? Yeah. And he goes, oh. Meanwhile, I found out what he was doing. Ronnie tweeted. Yeah! Who's the expert? Chris, do you know about this? Ronnie tweeted like 67 times yesterday. I don't, I don't, was, tweet, do, I don't tweet during the show. So Chris uh, can go fuck himself. Not, not okay, true. Well, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to disagree with you here because I still get notifications when you tweet or retweet from when I pranked you a few months ago on Twitter. And, and some of those notifications popped up during the show yesterday, Ronnie. That is a fact. No, I do it right before the show. You do it right before the show, but they also came up during yesterday's show. Yeah, what? which, which ones came up during the show? Tell I don't know. There were 60 in 24 hours. There was a 60 yeah. retweet batch. Yeah, I know that, dude. I know I know what dude, I do. But it, you I don't, tweeted. I don't, you're in a frenzy. Ronnie, you were on fire yesterday. You tweeted 60-something times Do Hey, listen, yesterday. these girls put up their tit pictures. I'm doing it for them. You know what I'm saying? It was saying? Titty Tuesday. Oh. Uh, well, Jesus, is there any kind of... Do you ever reject a titty picture, or do you just no. retweet no, them or No, no. <laughs> I can tell you, no. If they put it up, I retweet it. Wow. Wow. When you're getting a few, a few out of them. 60 tweets, you can't have quality control, Howard. You're not stopping <laughs> yeah, I mean, the look, even. Think about Dude, that. I mean, There's plenty of hot chicks there. Plenty. Well, a you know, sometimes kind of banged up i gotta yeah. i gotta be yeah honest there might be you, a right. few there might be a few um i like, admit that you never look at it and go a lot of hot chicks there you never look at it and go hey you know this chick's kind of banged up maybe it's no. not no no all right a lot, of vein, a lot of veins i don't discriminate dude a lot of veins in the titties a lot of veins and some women who maybe not are not even bad looking women but they're just posed in such awkward you know yeah, well, i don't ways. pose them you know? I know, but you could not retweet. No, they that's wouldn't okay. know. They would put it up. Do they? If they put it up, why would I? Why wouldn't I? Because it's gross. I don't know. No, I mean, you, maybe because you want a quality maybe, site. Yeah, no, I mean, I Ronnie, Ronnie, let me let me say something. Like you, Hefner yeah. got approached by millions of women to be in Playboy magazine, right? But he didn't. He didn't let everyone in. I mean, he kept it a little bit exclusive. Well, I'm, I'm not you, Hefner. Well, I mean, but you, but you understand, he was like, you know what? Hey, I want people to like rely on me to sort of be the editor here, to be the arbiter of good taste. Uh, and also it, it puts you in a position of power where you can, um, you know, you kind of set a standard. You always had standards. Yeah, but then, then I'm being a dick to, to girls that, you know, they're putting this shit up there and they want to be seen, yeah. obviously. Howard. They don't care what they look like. Right. In other words, you care of, about the women. Yeah, I get it. A lot right, of, that's, yeah, but that's wait, lovely. he's not being honest because a what lot of What do you mean I'm these, not being honest? That's I'm bullshit, gonna tell too. you, let me finish for a second. God. A lot you know, of these things Mr. you're retweeting. The guy who gets a dick in his okay. ass, he's an expert on women know. now. Yeah, you get more dicks in your <laughs> yeah. ass than I do, so no, I should I don't. be a real expert. 
No, I don't get real dicks in my ass. <laughs> you get rubber replica dicks that are bigger than anything I'm putting up there. That's okay. besides the point. A lot of the people he's retweeting, it's, cre <laughs> it's men. It's creepy men sending him pictures of women. It's not a service uh, to so the what? woman. So what? You just said, I, I can't not retweet these polls. So what? Listen, I didn't yeah. want it to get into a whole argument, guys. Well, yeah, well, Chris loves to fucking do it. You know what I'm saying? And I love dicks up my ass. What can I say? Good. I'm glad Good. to hear it. Yeah. He, you actually don't love dicks up your ass. What I are you don't. saying? Ronnie is a guy that loves dicks up his ass. I'm very cool to the idea of dicks up my ass, quite frankly. Right. Well, anyway, I don't know how we got into the Working weeds. Working out real well for you, right? No, it's not. Yes. It hurts, and sometimes I shit. So, no, I, I wouldn't say it's working out well for me, the dicks up my ass. <laughs> yeah. You the know, underwear I... looks like a Pollock painting. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to see two bottoms fighting. You guys should be <laughs> united in your bottoming, okay? You should. And I love Ronnie. I'm not I'm not trying to get on your case, but I just I get these alerts. There were sixty tweets yesterday and okay. some of them some of yeah, them were during I, the show. That's fine. No. 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 Yes. No. I wouldn't lie. No. No. Anyway, Maybe. the point I was making the point Nothing I was making during the show. Yes. The point I was making that it was hard to get Ronnie on the uh air. He was, I couldn't uh, get the fucking screen to come on for some reason. Oh, okay. But anyway, Jimmy graciously I told you that when I came on. I think graciously Jimmy on. offered yeah. Ronnie a job to be a part of his nightclub in Las right, Vegas. Can you yeah. hold on with that for a second? He's got a sure. Last year at the same time, Jimmy came on the show. Yeah. I had just moved here. Right. And he said the same exact thing about going, you know. Working at his club. Yeah. Uh, it's a year later, and he said the same thing yesterday, and I still haven't seen the club. And we went, me and Stephanie went online, and the club is not even open. He just oh. said it's about to reopen. What happened last year? What happened last year? <laughs> he uh, obviously thought it was going to open, and it didn't. Vegas didn't open up well last year. Yes, it did. I'll, t yes, I'll it tell did. you what happened. He probably went to his psychiatrist. He said, what are you, crazy? Ronnie doesn't have an act. Yeah, okay. He's going to get up there then and yell cunt. Then don't say it. Nobody <laughs> nobody begged him for a job or anything. Right. Not true. I'd also yell rim job. Why didn't you say this to him yesterday when he offered you the job? Because you were ending the show, and I didn't want to get into a whole thing. You get, He had to leave, and you were ending it, and I didn't want right. to start a whole thing. And Endering. Mm -hmm. Are you Ronnie saying he just, uh, he's blowing smoke up your ass? What are you saying? I don't know. I don't know what he's saying, <laughs> to be honest with you. You got a good point. Ronnie's got a good point. He's a phony. Don't offer, don't he's a phony. He, he's huh? calling Jimmy a phony. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and I'm say an influencer. I didn't say he was a phony, but I, I'm, I heard the same exact spiel last year at this time when he was on the show. From Brooklyn. He's still waiting for a call. All right. Well, there it is. Yeah. Ronnie is open I've to the seen idea. No contract. Right. Ronnie is open to the idea of being sort of the face of Jimmy's new club and, uh, you know, having a Monday, a Mund, M U N D day, Monday. Monday. Well, that's going to be kind of tough when you have to get up at, three, you know, 3.15 in the morning here. Well, then you do Thong Thursday. Thong Thursday with Ronnie. How's that? Yeah, Thong Thursday. Happy hump day, whatever. Right. Got it. You know. Right. Same face Sunday. Friday. 
Anyways, Frisky Friday. I like Frisky Friday. I like 30 times. You'd have enough time to go to the club. How about uh, how about this? Uh, how about this for wit? Uh, cunt Saturday. Cunt Saturday. What do you think of that? Saturday. Yeah. Fine with me. <laughs> you go. Uh, well, maybe, you know, Monday. Maybe Cunt Hunt Saturday. Cunt Hunt. Punt cunt. Pussy <laughs> Fought Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Listen, speaking of Jimmy, uh, he did a show last night. Uh, we uh, He had Letterman on. Uh, yeah. A woman in the... It was a lot of excitement. A woman in the audience uh, during Letterman yelled out Baba Booey. Uh, Lori's on the phone. And I do want to compliment her on her talent. Uh, Lori, you yelled out Baba Booey, you claim, during the... Hey, now. Uh, hey now. Yes, long live the king of all media. I did. I yelled it out, and it was amazing. It was my first ever Baba Booey, and it made national television. I could not be any prouder. And Letterman reacted to it on Jimmy's show, and uh, and so you were a hit. All right, Lori, I'll play that for Robin. I, I don't think she's heard it yet. I hadn't heard it till this morning. And uh, here's uh, David Letterman and uh, Jimmy Kimmel and Lori all making an appearance together. Let's see. Um, it seems that Letterman came out and had a lot of conversation about me with Jimmy. Really? Yes. And it was quite uh, funny, I thought. In fact... You know, I've often thought that Jimmy's whole show should just be guests coming on and talking about me. <laughs> In fact, uh, Letterman talked about other topics beside me. It was probably 80% me, and I don't think it was enough that uh, mm. it should be 100% me. <laughs> anyway, um, here's uh, my two boyfriends talking about me. But last night you were on uh, Monday Night Football. Yeah. And now this morning, Howard Stern. Did you listen to that this morning? No. No. <laughs> Can I tell you something? I feel like Howard Stern is, is, is threatened by you. And I feel like Howard, Howard and I are very close. And I feel like Howard is jealous uh, of my admir admiration for you. I, I feel like there's something weird there. Okay. Uh, well, let me tell you my view of, of Howard. Okay. <laughs> I've known Howard a long time, a very, very long time. Howard used to work at a radio station in the same building where the late night show uh, started uh, years and years ago. Good Lord, it's, I don't know, 30 years, is it really? Yeah. And um, in, the, in those days, uh, Howard was shock jock Howard. And I was always afraid of Howard because you, I didn't want Howard to say unpleasant things about me. Right. And, uh, but he did. <laughs> And, 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 I, and I kept thinking to myself, this, he must not have any feelings of his own. Because, because he would say hurtful things, and the more hurtful things he would say, the greater his audience would become. Right. So I just I thought, I'm, I'm in the wrong business here. Uh, now, over the years, Howard and I have spent some time together, and I've gotten to know Howard, and he was such a sweet man to apologize to for intimidating me. <laughs> it was, I'm sorry I frightened you. And, and I got to know him as a completely different guy. And that's the guy that I have really gotten to be friends with over the years. Now, they weren't done. They, yeah, oh, you're was very kidding. sweet. Well, that was very sweet. Yeah, and let me tell you something. I realize, I, I realize the secret of late night television. Just get on and talk about me. I think more guests need to follow in Letterman's uh, footsteps. So here they are continuing on. And then Lori comes in with her Baba Booey, and Letterman uses it very effectively. And, and I only talk to him about once a year. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's good. It's plenty. 
And 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 the last time it was a mistake. I'm I'm. Uh... It was. Wow, that was a mistake. There's comedy everywhere, isn't there? Um, so I, my phone lights up, and, I, and there's a a beautiful painting, a watercolor. And it's something that Howard has done. You must know this. About yeah, he Howard. paints. He's a very he, good he, painter. He paints, but it, it's 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 not like a, 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 it's a, not like show business painting. He really can paint. It's very not like detailed. it's not like Tony Bennett painting. <laughs> <laughs> it's actual stuff. Uh, and so he's done this in the past, and I, I keep thinking, I, w I would like to own a Howard Stern painting. And oh, the other thing that he says, well, you know, you could do it. Really, I could do it. Yeah, yeah, you, I, I can show you a couple of tricks. Well, it's not exactly paint-by-numbers stuff, is it? No, no, it's, it's serious is, painting. This is museum-quality kind of stuff. So he, uh, the phone lights up, and there's this beautiful uh, kind of a seascape or something, I'm not, a bucolic scene. And uh, so I text him right back. I said, wow. Howard, that's unbelievable. And then when I get home, I call him. And he says, oh, yeah, I sent that to you by mistake. <laughs> so I love Howard. I just think arm's length may be the way to go here. I think uh, that's probably the case for most relationships. But you, you're close with the guy, right? Yeah. Yes. Now, what, did, what did you talk about on the show? Oh, someone screamed. We talked about you. Someone screamed Baba Booey. I, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's... honest to Christ, is that the man's legacy? <laughs> At, when they finally put him in the ground, it'll be idiots screaming Baba Booey. <laughs> yes! They're well. David Letterman is here, everybody. Oh well, well, well I, I, I must tell you, I am very honored by Dave uh, spending that much time on someone like me. Well, now, you know, we talked a lot to uh, Jimmy about what he was going to talk to David Letterman about yesterday while right. he was here. And right. never did it occur to any of us that it would be all about you. Well, first of all, let me comment about what Dave had to say, the content of what Dave had to say. Yes. Number one, uh, first of all, when Jimmy said that I am jealous of David Letterman and, and Jimmy's worship of David Letterman, that is 100% true. Mm -hmm. um, I feel Jimmy should only worship me. It's Remember when, when Moses went up and God said, you shall have no other idols but me? Yes. I'm like God. I'm like, you know, hey, who do you, you want to worship Letterman or you want to worship me? Come on. You got to choose. You can't be you gotta choose, into both you know? of us. Right. Yeah, you can't worship a golden <laughs> lamb and me. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, but actually... Um, I am a little, I, I do, I have a horrible problem in that I think I should be the only one in the world who has a radio show, I'm the only one who should be in show business, I'm the only, you know, so I can get a little, I can get a little jealous, but I am such a fan of David Letterman's, and certainly I have such a rich history with David Letterman and his show, uh, always enjoyed doing it. Sometimes I didn't enjoy doing it, but I did it. And I, was in, I don't think was you in, ever enjoyed doing it. It was uh, none of nothing but pressure. Uh, you know what? You're absolutely right. Let me re <laughs> let me revise my statement. <laughs> That's how I remember it. <laughs> well, let me put it to you this way: It used to bother me that I was a local disc jockey. I didn't understand why other people had network shows and they were known throughout the country, and it drove me crazy in my career. That I was on the radio and radio, you had to go market to market. 
If I was on in New York, no one in this country that other than in New York knew me. And it was right. it was it made me insane. I know you know this about me. It made me crazy because I'd be like, well, Robin, we're leaving Washington. We're going to New York. We have to do the same thing all over again. We have to now earn a new audience. They all think Imus is the thing. They don't know what we did in Washington. It's making me mad. It's making me insane. I got to go on now and build a whole relationship with a new audience. They right. should already know me. It should be a me. red carpet laying there for you when you come to New York. But you you've got to start from scratch again. It used to drive me crazy because Robin and I had a huge uh, Robin and I, I should say, and to some extent, Fred, uh, we had a huge <laughs> show. And uh, now, of course, Fred, and we had a huge show in Washington, D.C. We couldn't walk down the street without people like going berserk. I mean, really, it was that big a deal. And I, I'd come to New York to visit my parents or my family. And they'd, uh, you know, I'd run into a guy that I knew and he'd go, oh, man, you should see. We well, we got a crazy guy here. I miss. Mm-hmm. I go, no, 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 no. I'm crazy. <laughs> Not I miss. That's yesterday. I'm the thing. And they'd be like, oh, we never heard of you. I, of course you've never heard of me. Can you pick up a Washington radio station? Oh, I'm already the shit. But it drove me insane. Even when we got to New York and I'd go out to L.A. and no one knew who I was. It was, it was crazy. I go, I, radio blows. I'm here doing stuff that's interesting and no one's hearing it. So, it, you, you know, it listen, it made me nuts. So. Back in the day, the reason I bring this up and why I love Letterman so much, he he said to me, do you want to come on my show? Now, this was a national television exposure. It was a chance for me, like you heard John Hamm say when he was a kid, he put on David Letterman and see me on there. I was one of his favorites, but he had no idea I was on the radio. He was like, why are they putting a radio guy on? But Letterman put me on and I received national attention. And the other thing is, the guy who's coming on Monday, John Winter, who ran Rolling Stone, used to uh, put me on the cover of Rolling Stone yeah. when I was still just a New York DJ. So those two guys I got mucho love for. It was a big deal for me to be on the cover of Rolling Stone and to be on the David Letterman show. You know. And, uh, you know, so, I, you know, I've got a special uh, place in my heart for the man. But he's right. Uh, what Jimmy said is true. I, I like... um I sometimes can get jealous. I like to be the only one. And you can't um, but, even share with David Letterman, who you admire. That's right, Robin. Okay. <laughs> Just asking. <laughs> no, no, no. I so and, and Dave is correct. We've developed a friendship. We do speak to each other. And I, I don't mean to um, burst uh, Dave's bubble, but I know he was doing it for comedy. We do speak more than once a year, by the way. We do. And we have gotten together. But did you tell him it was a mistake that you sent him the picture? Why did yes, you do that? Yes, that is an absolute 100% <laughs> true. Here's what happened. I, I sent Dave a few of my paintings to look at, and Dave really enjoyed them. And yeah. he said to me, Howard, I want to buy one of your paintings. How do I do it? How does this get done? Now, number one, I am not going to sell Dave a painting. That would be embarrassing. Number two, I've never, there's only, uh, I've never sold a painting. I wouldn't need, and I'll tell you why. It takes me so long to do these paintings that, like, I finally now have these a series of seven outdoor scenes that I like. And my wife wants to hang them on the wall. 
Mm-hmm. And so we're in the middle of getting him framed and all of that kind of thing. And I said to Dave, I do have prints. Would you like a print? He goes, no, no. I don't want a print. He wants the real, he wants the actual painting. Yeah. And the only person that I've, I, Robin is the only person I think, uh, my friend Pat, I painted an original painting four years ago. Robin, I've painted a painting for, but, um, you know, well, I what can two. I tell you? You have, I two. have two. That's Howard right. Stearns and a print. Mm. Yes. I mean, I'm growing my collection is very tough to do. <laughs> well, you, I, I got a special place in my heart for, so I do, you know, for Robin. In fact, I'm, I don't want to say anything, but Robin, uh, well, I'm not going to say anything, but okay. <laughs> what are you? I got something, I got something planned for you, but. Oh, geez. Here's the thing. Will you stop? <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the you thing. You know how you destroy me. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the thing. Um, I really would love to give David Letterman a painting. I really mm-hmm. would because I, 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 first of all, he loves my painting so much and he, you know, and he's right. Listen, I would never normally say it, but he brought it up. I see these celebrity painters and I don't like to put anybody down when it comes to painting because it is a personal expression and I am by no means a master. But Jesus Christ, some people are really ripping off the public. They're really painting because they're famous and they're not painting. I see what they're doing. And it's not, it's no one. It, these are paintings that lack observation. And by the way, I disagree with Dave. Uh, Tony Bennett actually is a pretty good painter. You he have studied. said that before. Yeah. Yeah. He's not, he's, he's, he's pretty good, but there are certain celebrities and maybe uh, Dave didn't want to say it. You, you see their art and you go, listen, it, the reason you're selling these things. Well, I'll name name. I mean, I've seen Bob Dylan's paintings. And they I, I had to look at them because they sell for like hundreds of thousands of dollars. Do they? Yeah. And Bob Dylan is a genius, but he's not a painter. I mean, he paints a house. It looks like a child painted it. But they sell for a fortune because you're buying a Bob Dylan. Yeah. If Bob Dylan shit on a napkin, you'd buy it and pay uh, money for it. Well, Yoko Ono did tell John Lennon that anything he did was art. That's right. And you know what? In a way, I've seen John Lennon's little uh, cartoon drawings. They're stick figures. I got to admit, I would own anything John Lennon because John Lennon to me is, you know, genius. And I get it. And even Bob Dylan, I get. I get why people pay for it. But uh, David uh, there on the uh, Jimmy Kimmel late night shows uh, paid me a supreme compliment. He said, this guy's a real painter. Yes. Um, and, uh, and I appreciate that because painting to me, I take it very seriously. I try to do my best. So anyway, I would love to give Dave a painting, but I don't paint that many paintings that I can start giving them away. Well, I, I just asked for one too. <laughs> right. Well, come on. I'm working with you. You listen, you're my, uh, you know, it's a little different relationship. That's why I paint for you. But. But I'm, I was only, it was a, like a tongue in cheek, you know, if you ever get tired of, you know, storing these things, I would gladly give up a wall. But I like that Dave and Jimmy were uh, so complimentary. It was very nice. I'm very flattered. What can I tell you? It was very sweet. Very, uh, I don't, you know, he, he, he really genuinely likes you. Yeah. And I like him. not the warmest person in the world. You know, you don't get a lot of heat off Dave. Well, I've been alone with Dave. Like, we've gotten together. 
the two of us. Mm-hmm. And uh, I will tell you, he is a very warm guy. Oh, I never, uh, the whole time we were at NBC, I never, yeah, maybe it was because he was afraid of you. Like he right. practically ran every time. He well, he tell, he says he was afraid, but uh, anyway, I'm very honored that my two boyfriends, Jimmy Kimmel and Letterman were, were talking about me and I think it's a great late night format. I think people should just sit and talk about me and uh, I would tune in. If you're stuck for a topic, there you go. Right. Talk about Howard. Talk about me. Why not? Oh, Robert Plant on Greta Van Fleet. Is that from our show? No, but it's it's a good clip. Okay. Up, up, what, up, wait a minute. Coming. I wanted to ask you, what do you think he'll say? Is he for hmm. him or against him? That's a good game. What will, what will, hey everybody, let's, you're the host, Robert. Now it's time for, what will Robert Plant say about Greta Van Fleet? Quite frankly, I think it would be a great trick. What will Robert Plant say about anything? <laughs> will he be angry and not want to talk? Will Robert Plant talk about Led Zeppelin or will he get angry? Will he mention? What does Robert Plant think about Nobu Restaurant? <laughs> it's a game. Uh, I believe Robert Plant is a gentleman. I don't think he'd say, like, fuck those guys, they're ripping us off. I think he'll say, I think he'll say, he'll make, like, a snide remark, like, kind of indicating, hey, you know what's going on here, but I'm not going to say it. That's what I think. All right, you have to read between the lines here? Yeah. I think it's going to be cryptic. Instead of just saying, you know what, these boys are good, and I'm complimented. They're obviously fans of Led Zeppelin. No, it's going to be a cryptic kind of, but you're going to think, hmm, I think he doesn't think much of them. It's going to be that kind of thing, but you're not quite sure. All right, that's my final answer, Robin. Uh, you have to say, uh, we're going to lock you in on that. Uh, Howard, is that your final answer? Yes, yes, oh, of course. Okay, we're locking him in on, right. it'll be cryptic. All right. Up, um, up and coming rock and roll bands that you really, really write. There's a band in Detroit called Greta Van Fleet. They are Led Zeppelin One. Yeah. It's like the kid looks like he's just dropped out of a kind of a beautiful little singer. Yes. Very smart. I've seen them. Yeah. They're really, really young. Yeah. I've seen him. And I hate him. He's uh, that he has got such a huge voice that young yeah, fellow. Yeah. And he borrowed it from somebody I know very well. <laughs> But, I mean, what are you going to do? Okay, it's so okay. Have you, have, do you know? Has he has he tried to meet you? Have you has he been have been re- no, no, I mean, at least he's got a bit of star because he said he based his whole style on Aerosmith. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I don't know what one of them said. No, there were two guys, two guys talking over each other. What did they say? I don't even know. I just heard. It was almost hard to tell when Robert was talking and when the other guy was talking and who was saying what. Yeah, what a shitty but, game show we have going here. Yes, we got to yeah. get Robert by himself. <laughs> what did he say, Robin? You're pretty good at uh, listening. Well, he said there's a little band out of Detroit. You know, no, that's I the, that you was the right. announcer. That was the announcer who said that. The, the oh, guy interviewing him. Wait a minute, him. play it again. Now we got to No, play I, it I, again. I refuse. I refuse to sit through it again. <laughs> I'm not doing it. How are we going to play the Robert Plant show again? I don't know. We can't but... play it again. Well, I, I don't know. I, then somebody thought it was a ripoff. I don't know. Yeah. I think, uh, I, think said, I won. Who said um, they're Led Zeppelin won? That was the guy 
uh, interviewing him, interviewing Robert Plant. Then what did Robert no, Plant say? That was Plant. <laughs> oh, okay. that was Plant. Plant, yeah. Plant said the guy was a beautiful little singer, uh, but that he sort of borrowed, he borrowed his that borrowed style voice. from someone. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then that um, uh, he said that the, he sort of scoffed that they said that they borrowed their style from Aerosmith. Aerosmith. That's what he was, that's what he was doing Joking at the end. around about that, too. Yes. So there you go. I think I won the game. Yes. I think he, yes, you did. That would we, we would call cryptic. Right. It was cryptic. And when JD has to explain something to me, then I know it's cryptic. Yeah, I thought that was Robert saying those things. Uh, that guy wouldn't shut up, but, and get the real reaction to Greta Van Fleet, but it doesn't sound like Robert appreciates it. Well, thankfully, JD is fluent in gibberish. <laughs> and was that because we were trying to play what will Robert Plant say? And we ended up playing. What did Robert Plant say? <laughs> we have no idea. <sighs> Let's go Maybe to that's the better game. <laughs> yeah, like a... here's a game where you try to figure out what Robert Plant's talking about while the <laughs> announcer talks over him. And let's get right to the game. Okay, so to clarify, Robert Plant seemed to say about Greta Van Fleet rather than be gracious. He basically said, "Hey, you know what?" Sounds like Led Zeppelin one, which is kind of me a knock because you know you're saying it was, it was a even, Led Zeppelin, yeah, and that uh, he scoffed at the idea that he was imitating Stephen Tyler. So I was, and I, also I'm that right. he 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 stole whatever that sound is from somewhere. Right. Yeah. Well, okay. I feel good that I won. Are you going to still calling. watch or listen to get Greta Van Fleet now you know that uh, Robert Plant I, doesn't like it? No, I mean, I told you, I see Greta Van Fleet on 10 and 15 second clips on Instagram, and I'm fascinated by it. I never, ever can turn away. It's just the way the dude, <laughs> the, the lead singer dresses with the belly shirts and the elf outfits and the Aladdin outfits. Like you said, it looks like he's going to fly off on a flying carpet. <laughs> And, uh, and, uh, and the, the, the singing and, but I, 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 I'm oddly fascinated by them. I mean, I, I kind of dig them, I think. WNBC, a little bit of Greta Van Fleet for you. When the curtain falls, they say they got their uh, music from Aerosmith, but we're thinking Led Zeppelin. Yeah, you can't say, uh, Aerosmith and sound like this. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it's funny watching the dude. It's funny watching the guy, too. Gobbledagy Greta Van Fleet. By the way, this is the most Greta Van Fleet I've ever heard because I only see them on Instagram. Gobbledagy Greta Van Fleet here at WCBSFM. WCBSFM. WCBS Every day is a new day. Every way is a new way. Coming at you. All right. Anyway, I like it. You know, 
But well, you like Led funny. Zeppelin, you're gonna like them. Yeah. Uh, let's go to Joan Marie in Pennsylvania. Hey now, good morning. Hey now. Hey I now. was just curious to know if you and Beth ever discussed maybe possibly auctioning off one of your painting powers for, you know, in support of Beth's rescue. Yeah, of course we have. But um, I don't want to do it. I mean, first of all, I'll tell you my attitude about charity. Um, the idea of auctioning off your... You know what? If you're a guy who makes a decent living, just give some fucking money to charity. You know, don't don't make it about your paintings or what you're donating. It's like, I see this a lot with celebrities. I'm like, you know what? They got plenty of money. Stop with that shit. Just give the fucking money. Part with a couple of bucks for charity, right? And... You know, the the painting, I only got into it because I wanted something satisfying to me. And I enjoy, I, I enjoy like showing the paintings to Robin or David Letterman or Jimmy. I, I like that. And I like painting and I like feeling good about it and accomplished. And I, you know, I have a goal with it. But, you know, it, I don't want to put it out there. And then the second you start doing that and you're selling them, then it's a whole nother level of evaluation. You know, and I, I'm not looking, I don't want anyone to ruin it for me. I don't want anyone to sit there and go, you know, man, they paid all that money for it and look at that. You know, I, I just don't want to be evaluated that way or like I'm some kind of douchebag. So I, I, I'd rather keep it separate. If I want to give some money to charity, I'll give some money to charity. If I want to paint, I'll paint. But I don't know. I don't think I want to get involved in like a, I don't know. I, I, I know it sounds weird, but I do have some feelings about it. I hope I hope that's Claire. Clear, clear, not Claire. I hope that's Claire. <laughs> you know Claire. All right, thank you. I'll wait for Robin to sum up what I said because I have no idea what I just said. Thank you. Well, maybe JD should step in. <laughs> no, JD, tell everyone what I just said, please. Please, please translate my gibberish, whatever that answer was. Give us some clarity. Please uh, interpret what Howard just said. What did I just say? I don't know. I was looking for something, so I... Oh, you don't even know. <laughs> Sorry. I just gave a complete gibberish answer, and I thought you would be able to translate. Uh, something about wrong. you didn't want to use your art or something for charity or... <laughs> yeah, something or something like that. Like that. Something, yeah, something like something. that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I heard... Uh, 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 <laughs> I see Wendy, the slow adult, is on the phone. I got She's a game. actually on the phone? Yeah, before I pick up on her, though, I got a game for you. As long as we're gaming here this morning. Yeah. I got a game I think you'd like to play. Is it safe with Wendy? That's the name of the oh. game. It's time to play Is It Safe with Wendy, the slow adult. Hit the music, Fred. Fred fell asleep. He's still trying to figure out what I was talking about with the painting. Fred, do you know what I was talking about with those paintings? Not a clue. Okay. <laughs> thought maybe Fred could. <laughs> Robin speaks you very well. I'm not so good at it. Yeah, but so far you, Robin, and JD can't interpret what I said about <laughs> selling my, my paintings for charity. You started off with, yes, well, of course we've talked about it. But right. that was that it. Was clear. After that, that was it. <laughs> and then I went, Maybe, you know what I mean? Maybe Jimbo <laughs> Kimball can do it. 
I really said nothing. I'm formulating an answer. I just don't want to deal with that right now, selling something for charity. You know what I mean? Mm. I'd rather just give some money. The only good thing about that, and I'll shut up after this, is you call attention to the charity by, you know, demonstrating it. You're painting. It just calls more attention to it rather than mm. just donating money. So it it brings something mm. to the cause. Okay. Got it. That, that, that's true. All right, Fred. I'm with you on that. Thank you, Fred. All right. Let's get back to our game, Fred. Give me that music. Is it safe with Wendy, the slow adult? The only game where it pays big to think slow. All right, Robin, put on your slow thinking cap since you're the only contestant. You seem to be the only contestant for these games. I know. Isn't it funny? These games have one contestant and one host. Nothing ever changes. (laughs) The games change. I mean, I can give you somebody to play against you, but I don't know. You don't do so well with competition. You like to win, so I know that about you. So all of you be the only contestant. This way you can't lose. There you go. All right. Our whack. There you go. Our whack packer, Wendy, the slow adult, doesn't always make the best decisions. She's eating food from a dumpster. She doesn't always wear a seatbelt. She is a bit uh, overweight. She's not paying attention to her weight. So she's doing some things out there. And we were curious what Wendy considers to be safe behavior. Thus, is it safe with Wendy, the slow adult? So, Robin, we gave Wendy a list of scenarios and asked her, Wendy, is this safe or not? See if you can guess the answer. Let's put on our slow adult thinking caps and play along with Robin. All right. First up, we asked Wendy, Wendy, is it safe to eat paint chips? Paint chips. Is it safe? What would the slow Well, we adult... know it's not safe. But of what does Wendy think? That's right. That now you now, that's good what you now you started out. All right. I'm going to say Wendy has probably eaten a few paint chips. In her wow. Life. <laughs> you think? <laughs> wow. I'm going to lock you in on a yes that Wendy <laughs> believes not only is it safe, but she regularly munches on paint chip. <laughs> Let's find out if you're right, Robin. Listen carefully and give this clip time to breathe because she always explains her answer. All right. Let's see if Robin's right. Yes, because it's food. I eat paint chips all the time. Oh, my. There you go. <laughs> you I know, was right on the money. Robin, good for you. You know, we always say, if you don't want Wendy to eat something, don't put the word chips in the name. <laughs> um, in fact, we once said to Wendy, why don't you wear a seatbelt? And Wendy told us she didn't wear seatbelts, hoping that she'll get hurt and she can sue for a lot of money. So, oh my uh, goodness. this is how you, I'm helping you think now. Okay. Yeah, I would, I would never have thought that. All right, Robin, you're on the scoreboard with a yes. Robin, is it safe to pet a stray dog? Hmm. Wendy and a stray dog. Now, you know, Wendy liked paint chips. In fact, Wendy's favorite potato chips are lead flavored. She loves them. <laughs> But what about petting a stray dog, she's, Robin? She's partial to pink paint chips. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's see. Little, um, I'm going to say she's probably been bitten by a stray dog. And she's going to say, no, it's not good. All right. Let's see if you're right. Let's lock you in on a no. Wendy, is it safe to pet a stray dog? No. It can bite your hand off. 
Right. Very good, Boy. Robin. You're thinking I'm very right slowly. In the, I'm in her head. <laughs> right. You, so far, are an incredible expert on a slow adult. Uh, Whatever. What? Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. It's Wendy. Whatever. What? Whatever. Whatever. It's Wendy. Hi, Howard. How are you? Woohoo! I'll get you, my pretty. And you're a doll, too. I know, quite was it. I'm half retarded, half human. Not that pussy shit. But I keep getting big because I eat a lot. Oh, yes. I feel fine. No, give me a rip job. I eat McDonald's, Burger King, Taco Bell, Chipotle, nachos and cheese. Baby. I feel like eating myself up. Uh, Whatever. What? fact, Wendy's family recently took in a stray dog, and we'll ask her about why they would do that, but uh, we'll, we'll find out later in the show. Okay. Uh, we asked Wendy, is it safe to eat your own feces? What did Wendy say? Yes or no? Is I it wonder safe if she to- has that rabbit problem. Mm. <laughs> Where she, she hasn't been spayed. <laughs> right. You think there's an attritional aspect to Wendy eating her? Come on, Robin. Did let's let's move the game along. Did, did she well, does say? Does it count if she doesn't wash her hands well? You know, and and bites her nail. Is it after safe to cleaning eat, up? Yeah. Is it safe to eat your own feces? Yes or no? I think because of that, yes, yes, it is. You say yes, okay? Yeah. Lock you in on a yes. Here we go, Wendy. What's your answer? If you're hungry enough, yes. No, Robin, I'm sorry. That's your first no. She uh, said yes. And yeah, I but said you said yes. no. You did? No, oh, okay. I said, what are you, what's wrong with you? I thought you said, oh, you did. Yeah, you did say that. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a very good host. I can't believe that you both said it's safe to eat feces. But all right, here we go. Uh, no. Is yeah. it safe to leave the... <laughs> you know what? I don't want to keep score, okay? <laughs> I wonder if there are judges for this show. It doesn't matter. Is it safe to leave the oven on while you go to the store? Yes or no? Oh, no. She will know that this is a no because she's probably done it and gotten yelled at. No, it's not. You can burn down the goddamn house. (laughs) It sounds like her mom said, you could burn down the goddamn house. (laughs) Yes. Is that, are you four for four with this slow adult thing? Four for four. Jesus. Is it, okay, here's a hard one. Is it safe to use a fork to pull out toast from a plugged-in toaster? Uh, (laughs) um, Now, we all know, Robin, if you put a fork in a plugged-in toaster, you could get electrocuted. But will Wendy know that? I'm going to say, once again, this is something Wendy has tried and gotten yelled at for. All right. That's what I would think, too. Same line. So she knows that this is not safe. Let's see. Yes, it is. Because what? It, you can get your toast out without burning yourself. Right. All right. So you got one wrong. Okay. My first wrong answer. All right, this is another one. Maybe I'm losing my connection. I had a connection. (laughs) Is it safe to eat uh, chips after taking a shit without washing your hands? So you're eating chips, but your hands still have shit on them from making it do. Well, we know she's done this. (laughs) Without a doubt. (laughs) But... 
does she think it's safe? I'm going to say yes, she thinks it's safe. A reasonable answer, Robin. Let's see. No. You can get oh. shit in your mouth. You can get shit in your mouth. Okay, so there you go. Uh, you got that well, one wrong. that's two in a row I've gotten wrong. The is it safe is to, over. Yeah, is it safe to eat food found on the street? Yes. Yeah, I thought that too, but I think this one was a no, and I was shocked by this. Listen. No, because it could be poison. But she eats food. And what's the in the dumpster that you're crawling into? Is it safe to let a baby play with a monkey? Oh. Does she know that monkeys are dangerous? I'll give you a hint. No. <laughs> I'm going to say she thinks that's safe. You say you say uh, she thinks it's safe? Okay, let's see. Yeah. Because the monkey wants to keep the baby happy. Right, yeah. <laughs> See, now you're back on track. Is it safe to eat all the wild berries that you would find in a forest? Oh, no. I mean, if she thinks there could be poison on the street food, shouldn't she know that some berries might be poisonous? Yes or no, Robin? Is it safe? Does oh, Wendy boy, think no it's safe to you, huh? <laughs> Is it safe to eat all the wild berries in the forest? You want a little hint? No, I'm going to say she said no. Should have taken my hint. <laughs> Hell yeah. Nothing oh, but berries. <laughs> Hell yeah. Nothing but berries. All right. All right. Got one more. Is it safe to shoot an apple off of your mother's head with a bow and arrow? <laughs> what do you think? Oh, she had to say no to this. Yeah, because oh. you aim for the apple, not at your mom's head. Right. If you aim for the All apple, right. why would it be dangerous to shoot it off your mother's head? Let's set up something for her. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Well, I want to see phone, her do that. <laughs> on our phone is Wendy, the slow adult. Hi, Wendy. Hello, Howard. Hey, Wendy. Uh, by the way, uh, you know, I was glad to see you knew not to put your hand in the mouth of a stray dog, and yet your family just brought in a stray dog. So you're you're being careful. Yes, I am. Uh, Ooh. Excuse me. Uh, you're excused. By the way, I love this game. I learned a lot about you. Now, um, you say it's okay to eat your own feces. Yes, I did. Uh, Wendy. But then she said you don't want to eat something without washing your hands first because you might get crap in your mouth. Yes. That's right. Oh. Now, okay. Right. Robin. <laughs> Wendy, when was the first time you ate your own feces? Uh, when I was in a hungry munching mood for a snack. How old really? were you? How many years ago was this? Uh, I was 10 years old. 10 years old, and you thought, well, hey, there's really not much to eat in the house. I'll eat my own duty? Yes. Yeah. And you know... Bad things can happen when you eat your own duty. Did your mom say to you, Wendy, stop eating your own duty? Yes, she did. 
was your thinking, as I've learned recently, rabbits eat their own duty because they need uh, enzymes to digest uh, their food, and it's in the duty. Is that what you were thinking? Yes, Howard. <laughs> you had been in contact with rabbits and seen them eating their own feces? Yes, Howard. Yes, I have, All right. Howard. All right, I'm going to ask you a question, and it's not an easy one, okay? Okay, Howard. What tastes better? Feces or paint chips? Paint chips. Why? Because they taste like pickle chips. Ah, really? they taste like pickle, yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've never eaten paint chips. I'll take your word for it. Well, Wendy, um, all right, what's better? And I want you to be honest. Feces or Pizza Hut? Pizza Hut. Okay. All right. That's a good endorsement for Pizza you, Hut. You might you might agree with her there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I've never eaten my own feces. <laughs> Wendy, how many times in your life did you uh, eat feces? I'm I'm shocked by this information. Uh, maybe five times. Wow. Did you ever put feces on your pizza? Yes, I have. Now, why would you ruin a perfectly good pizza? Because it, ma it makes it uh, good. It makes it more flavory. Wow! Oh. Is it? Did you ever try to be funny and call it pooperoni instead of pepperoni? Yes, I do. Yeah. So it's pizza. When you call, you say I'm going to have a pizza with pooperoni on it. Yes. Right. You, you don't never... order that. They you you put the poop on yourself, right? Yeah. <laughs> she wouldn't eat at someone else's poop. I don't think you wouldn't, right, Wendy? No, I wouldn't. Right. Uh, and what and what about urine? Do you ever drink that? Uh, no. I was thinking about it, but my mom will probably tell me not to. Right. Good. All right. Well, listen. I'm not your mom, and I'm not related to you, but I want to say something to you. Eating your own oh. duty. And eating paint chips is very dangerous and not good for you. So please don't do it anymore, okay? Okay, Howard, I won't do it anymore. Good, and good. And don't I'm proud stick of you. the fork in the toaster. Oh, yeah. I won't rob it. I promise, Robin. Okay. Well, you know, Robin can be a nag. I hear you. I hear it in your voice. <laughs> don't don't placate her by saying yes. Yes, Wendy. Don't placate Robin by saying you won't do it and then go and do it. Wendy, you know, you know, I'll be honest. You know, me and Robin been having a great time. We've been playing a lot. Oh yeah, she you, her you cat. Yeah, right, yeah. Robin. Her. Yes. Well, um, by the way, uh, Wendy, Wendy, aren't you at your doctor's office now? Uh, yes, I am. She hmm. told us she was number 300 in line to see the doctor. Where oh, are you in line geez. now? Has the line moved at all? Uh, I'm still at 300. Oy vey. Well, listen, um, I know you were up all... Hey, by the way, Wendy, help me out here. I believe you're the real Wendy, but there's a woman on the phone who says you're fake Wendy, and she's the real Wendy. Can you mind talking to her? No, I don't mind talking to her. Okay. Um, Ma'am, you... S yes. Yes. You say you're Wendy? Yes, this is the real Wendy. And no, you're, you're, 
No, you're not the real Wendy. You're the fake Wendy. You're not the real Wendy. Yes, I am the real Wendy, damn it. Uh, no, damn it. You're not the real Wendy. I'm the real Wendy. (laughs) No, you're not. You're not the real Wendy. So you better understand, you little wuss-ass, puss-ass freak. You are a faker. You even eat out of dumpsters. Oh, you're just freaking jealous. You you're freaking jealous. If you're, no, you're not. If if you're the real Wendy, what your species even taste like? Oh, my real species tastes like chicken. <laughs> no, you're wrong. It tastes like chocolate. I don't think so, jackass. Shut the fuck up. Uh, you <laughs> retarded jackass. All right, oh, all right. This is very confusing. Um, Wendy number one. Yes. Who is Wendy number one? Yes. I'm Wendy number one, God damn it. I'm Wendy number one. Shut wow. the fuck up, you freak. <laughs> you shut the fuck up, you freak. You I think I think what has happened is we're we're trapped in a slow multiverse. I've seen this in in movies. (laughs) You're this is you don't even beg at Walmart. Oh, shut the fuck up. All right, there's only one way. This is so confusing to me. Yes. Yes. I'm going to ask a question of each of you, and depending on how you answer, we can determine who the real Wendy is, because otherwise we have no way of knowing. I'm Wendy Howard. Wendy number one, the first Wendy I picked up on. I'm going to ask you a question. What okay. do you okay? What do you spend your money on? I spend my money on lottery tickets and fast food. Hmm. All right, that's a good answer. Uh, Wendy number two. What do you? What do you spend your money on? Uh, I spend my money on fast food and lottery tickets. Hmm. Mm. All right, let me think this through. <laughs> See, you, you both see, gave I a beat. You little jackass. You wouldn't have that I spend my you, money on more Mountain Dew than you do. Oh, shut the fuck up. No, you don't, you puss-ass, puss-ass freak. Okay. Ladies, ladies, Wendy number one, how much money do you spend on Mountain Dew? Okay. Wendy number two, how much money do you spend on Mountain Dew? Uh, he has the wrong answer. It's I spend a hundred million bazillion dollars a day on Mountain Dew. Hmm. Maybe even right. five thousand dollars a week. All right. So 
Who is the real Wendy? Let me ask a couple more uh, questions, and, I'll, and I can determine. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. What's that? What's that? All right. Wendy. Freak. I'm 500th in line at my doctor. All right. I Wendy. so big. Wendy number one. All right. How much duty is in your diaper right now? full diaper i haven't changed it yet okay when when did your diaper fill up in other words how many hours have you been sitting in your in your dirty diaper i've been sitting in my diaper since uh six o'clock okay so that's uh two and a half hours all right is it wendy is it number one or number two in that diaper the number Whoa. what you have both. She has both. Oh, how boy. many? How many? You made one big bowel movement and several urinations. Yeah. Oh, All right. Boy. Okay. Why haven't you changed your diaper yet? Why are you sitting in it? Uh, because I was on. I was doing my live stream all night. I was on YouTube all night. Okay, so you were live streaming and you couldn't take a break to clean out no. your diaper. Okay. All right. That sounds a lot like Wendy. Let me just make yeah. sure. Uh, Wendy yeah. number two. Yeah. What is what going on in your diaper? Uh, it's full. It's got seven shit logs in it, and also diarrhea, and also the duty is running down my leg, and it's all over the floor. Okay. And how long have you been uh, wearing your diaper because of live streaming? Uh, I've been wearing my diaper since I was a baby. <laughs> <laughs> no, you've been wearing it your whole life. You haven't changed. Wow, that's a. She might be the real Wendy. I don't she know. Could this be. is tough. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, the duty ran down my leg, and I wiped it off with my hand, and I ate some of it. <laughs> oh, you shut the fuck up, you fake ass pussy. You're just a freak. You're a freak. I'm Robin. Robin. Robin, as you know, I'm pretty Kruger. By the way, as you know, they call me the Sherlock Holmes of the slow. I'll be able to determine the real Wendy, but let me see. Um, hmm. All right, Wendy number one. How many teeth do you have? Zero. Zero. Okay. Oh. Wendy number two. How many teeth do you have? Uh, I have negative five teeth. <laughs> <laughs> this is crazy. I, uh, I, you know what, ladies? I'm going to tell you the truth. I can't decide. You both sound incredibly slow. Um, all right. Number one. Yeah. This is how I'll, I got it. I got okay, it now. You got the I got, final I got question. The, right. Yeah, yeah. This will determine who the real Wendy is. Wendy number one, do your best Freddy Krueger impression. Go ahead. You, my pretty a little soul too. Ha 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 ha! I'll cut you like a fish, bitch. Very good, very good. Right. Um, Wendy, number two, go ahead. Uh -oh. I'm gonna cut you like a fish, bitch. I'm on Elm Street. Hmm. Jeez. <laughs> Welcome to my nightmares, bitch. You're welcome to my nightmare, bitch. You're welcome to my nightmare, bitch. <laughs>
I'll be able to determine who is the real Wendy and who is the fake. This is it. You'll see. I'm a detective. Wendy number one. You have said you are in love with the man who works for me, Jason Kaplan. What are Jason's... All right. What is Jason's best quality? Go ahead, Wendy number one. Okay. Jason's best quality is he loves Wendy's. He loves hanging out with me, and he also has a crush on me. Like I have All a crush right. on him. Wendy, number two. Okay. What is your? What do you? What will you say is Jason's best quality? Uh, no, Wendy. Uh, his. It's he's the most handsomest and the sunniest, and he's got a big belly and it's hairy. And I hope he doesn't lose too much weight on his neuter system because I like his big, fluffy body. <laughs> wow. Well, okay. I've determined, Robin. Uh, I believe. Oh, you've come up with a decision? Yes. I believe the real Wendy is Wendy number one. <laughs> Wendy number one. Wendy Am number I right? one. Oh, yeah. okay. no. No. <laughs> that bitch. All right, Wendy, you won. You, I figured it out with the Jason question. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, and and where can I get your streaming? I know you're streaming all night somewhere. Uh, And and by the way, to my audience, this is the true slow adult. This is the real Wendy that is now talking. Yeah. Uh, You you can check my you can type in Wendy Pack and you'll find me. Okay, that's a good answer. <laughs> uh, All right, thanks, Wendy. Bye, You're Wendy. Welcome. Hey, Howard. Yes. Is there any way you can help me out? What I can't, I can't, I can't hear you so good. I said, can you? Oh, Jesus! The connection dropped out. <laughs> Guys, send that her some was money. The real, the real Wendy. It really was her. Yeah, that was that proves I was right. <laughs> what she needed was, hey guys, uh, send her. Gary, you gonna send her some money? When's the last time we sent her some money? For God's sakes, help her out. It's been a bit. I'll talk to somebody about it. Don't worry, I'm on. All right, okay, all right. Help her out, Wendy. I help out. You know, she's. 
I don't she know said she'll leave you alone till Christmas, so you can rest easy. <laughs> How many months is that? <laughs> About two. <laughs> right. Jesus. Uh, oh, here's my girlfriend, Marianne. All right, Marianne, go ahead. Make it quick. Howard, I love you. I'm seeing Howard, and I'm so glad you explained the Letterman thing because I really wasn't having it last night. I remember you had painted a painting for his wife. I did. Regina, right, but I didn't realize you had sent him more paintings. I just didn't like the vibe. I don't know. Maybe it's my, my love for you all the time. I wanted to be like he said he was afraid of you. I guess it's a joke. I don't know. I just wasn't feeling Well, he it. was. was he was. What, what do you mean? It was a lovely conversation. Come on. Let's no. not ruin the moment. It was... No. We're talking about that uh, Jimmy Kimmel had David Letterman on, and they, I thought they had a, a very nice conversation about me. Yeah. I, I don't know. Well, it was 12.30 last night, and I was watching it, and I just didn't get the vibe. But, like, I'm so devoted wow. to you that maybe I missed something. I don't know. I Well, think I, it through. What did they do? Uh, First of all, how honoring <laughs> is it to me that they would even spend time talking about me on a network television show, number one. Number two... A letterman complimented my painting. He right. talked about that it's not some bullshit celebrity painter, that it's a certain level. He talked about that we're friends. He, yes, he spoke about the, that when I used to be on, uh, on the radio at NBC, he was afraid of me because he thought I was a madman. That's not a bad thing. Mm -hmm. And then that the relationship evolved. What, what are you not feeling? What would you see as negative there? I mean, it, the, the man couldn't have been nicer. I'll have to sleep on it, Howard, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, <laughs> go watch it again. Go watch it 15 uh, times. That's your assignment. And then see. Listen to me, Howard. And I'm also a super Birkenstock fan, which I absolutely love. I'm all with my Birkenstock. But Not a good luck. Oprah. Apple got, Apple's getting rid of Oprah again. We're one of her multi-million dollar uh, contracts. But I am going to do my homework this weekend, and I am going to watch Letterman again because I have to feel the vibe. I only want love for you, Howard. I want it to be don't uh, Don't. Don't burst my bubble of happiness, Marianne. I, I you know, I I, it's rare that I'm positive, and I found that to be a very positive thing. Okay, then I'll rewatch oh, you, and I'll thank you. I'll, and you can test me on Monday. And what do you mean? You know I do. Uh, oh, you want to know about the Oprah thing? I was going to bring that up to you. Yes, bring it up, Rob. Oprah, remember when they had that big announcement that Apple was starting its Apple TV thing? Yeah, of and course. And they had all the Apple stars, and Oprah was one of them. Right. And they were supposed to, we didn't know what Oprah was going to do for Apple, but they were supposed to be, you know, and she had signed a contract and there was money involved. And that five year period is up and they are ending Oprah's deal contractual relationship well, with of Apple course. and will go to project by project. Yeah. From of this course. point well, on. Well, let me interpret this for my audience. <laughs> and I am sure there is tape of me somewhere. On record saying it will be a disaster between Oprah and Apple. Now, Oprah, I follow Oprah. I get a kick out of Oprah. You know that. I'm not going to lie. You I love follow Oprah. her. Yeah. I, yeah. I follow her on Instagram, and what goes on at her place is just unfucking believable. And the lack of embarrassment, like like on the Real Housewives of uh, Beverly Hills, she's not embarrassed at all to show you how she's living, her wealth, her whole thing. You know, but. I got to tell you something. I see the pattern. I remember they gave Oprah her own channel. They called it own Oprah channel. Um, they, 
a Sirius XM or XM at the time gave Oprah a channel. And what happens is these companies are anxious to associate with Oprah because she has such a positive vibe and, you know, people love her and uh, it's just a good business. An alleged following, yes. Right. But the problem is when it comes to this woman is worth bill, over a billion dollars and is not really motivated to show up for these projects. I mean, uh, for Apple, I don't know what she did, maybe a documentary or club. something. The book club. I mean, can you imagine the money they <laughs> shelled out? And then Oprah announces her project is we're going to have a book club. First of all, nobody reads any of these fucking books. Number two, no one's going to then go on Apple TV and watch Oprah discuss a book. It is just fucking insane. It is the least. It's like public television want to put on Oprah's book club. It's too small an audience. You know. And and the things that did get a big audience, the Megan Harry. Uh, yes, she didn't put the, it. Adele thing that was on CBS. She didn't do it for Apple. She, no. If she if she had done that for Apple, they would have been thrilled. And listen, these companies they know what they're doing. They they probably have discussions with Oprah, and I bet you Oprah's a great saleswoman. She probably sits there and says, "I'm going to bring my brand. I'm going to talk about you in interviews. I'm going to bring you this programming, that programming. I want to blow out this. You know, she has good intentions." But the follow through, you know, it's like, um, I don't know why these companies keep shelling out like this. I mean, there's nothing. And what was the show? How many times can she pull off this magic trick? (laughs) Right. I mean, she's, she's better than David Blaine and David Blaine's pretty fucking good. He does those card tricks. I don't know how he does them. The guy's a phenom. I, I, I've never seen anything like it. And she is the greatest magician of all. She makes your money disappear. <laughs> and they go, well, Oprah, where's the money? You made my money disappear. You're supposed to bring it back and then some. No. I, I call her sometimes to Robin Oprah Copperfield because she can make <laughs> things disappear quickly. Now, I remember when XM gave her $50 million and I said, well, I got to hear this channel. What are they going to put on? And, you know, it's over. All right. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot of excitement. You know, I, I, doing business with Oprah is like dating. First, it's fun. You can't wait to fuck. You put your all into it. And then a couple of months later, the excitement fades and you stop trying. Suddenly you're wearing underwear from two days ago. You understand? And the next thing you know, she's ghosted you. <laughs> You can't even get her on the phone. Oprah, where's oh. our project? Oprah Dini, we used to call her. Remember that, Rob? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no. She Hello, escaped Oprah. again. Hi, Oprah. I'm from Apple. Uh, I'm from Apple, the uh, computer organization. We'd like to do business with you. Hi, guys. Love to have a meeting. And then six <laughs> months later, it's like, Oprah, can you pick up? We haven't heard from you. Hello? <laughs> Oprah's not here. You sound like Oprah. No, I don't. This isn't Oprah. Oprah left town. Okay. <laughs> Oprah sells more bullshit than uh, than than Trump. I mean, it's unbelievable. She's amazing. Because I was reading that, and I was like, "Wow, I don't recall like really one project." So I'm reading, it and it's like, "Yeah, what she delivered and will continue to deliver is the Oprah Book Club." The best was the Weight Watchers deal. Well, that's still was, going on. She was the president of Weight Watchers. And I mean, I don't see anybody losing any weight. 
I mean, they must be, they must be like, what the fuck? Um, Oprah, uh, hi, I, I don't want to bother you. You're a very important woman, but I'm just wondering, how are the new shows we hired you to do coming? How's things going? <laughs> um, I'm working on a book club idea. Book? <laughs> Did you say book as in the things people don't read anymore? Yeah, we want to bring back reading. Oh, okay. Uh, gee, uh, and don't be negative or I'll leave. I've never once seen, you know, you watch Apple TV. Have you ever once seen a promotion of the Oprah Book Club no. show? <laughs> I don't know where to find it. <laughs> I didn't even know I gotta it was tell there. You. I got to tell you, I'm too damn honest. I really, you know, people have an opinion of me that I'm some kind of kook, but I'm really not the kook. I'm the only sane person in show business. I, I'll tell you this, and I don't want to give away any secrets, but I've been approached by, let's say, Netflix especially early on years, Howard, what do you want to do? Come on, what do you want to do? I've been approached to have my own television network. Howard, how, which, how would you like that? I'm not kidding around about this. I'm being dead serious. And I turned to the the, 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 the guy who I had the meeting with about the television network. I said, I'm going to punch some holes in this. I am so busy and exhausted from my radio show. I'm not going to give you, if, if you could develop the television network without just running, like, leave it to Beaver reruns, and you've got some programming genius and you want to slap my name on it, even that wouldn't work. Because I got too much pride. I don't want to just, I don't want to give my fans a television network that no one watches. So while all the money sounds great, and the the narcissistic boost it would give me to see the Howard Stern channel, a whole channel on cable television. I'm going to politely decline because I respect you and I don't want you to be angry with me. And and uh, same with Netflix. What about Howard Stern, the high school years? I said, it's not up to standards. It's not good enough for you guys. No, 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 we want it. I go, you think you want it, but it's not right. It's an animated series. No, I'm not giving it to you. The scripts aren't right. I turned it. I don't say... Oh, okay. Well, what else do you want to do? I don't want to do anything that isn't top-notch, or at least that I consider top-notch. You know, my bullshit world. I mean, uh, I mean, here's Oprah when she, she signed up with Apple. I don't think I'm going to be invited to Oprah's house, by the way. Which I would love to go to because she probably doesn't. Oh, yeah, I think the, the invitation got lost. <laughs> right. There has never been a moment quite like this one. We have this unique opportunity to rise to our best selves in how we use and choose to use both our technology and our humanity. We're all at a crossroads where we get to decide if we want to reach beyond the borders of our hearts and minds to face the daunting challenges of our Wake time. me up. Can JD Each of us comes to this earth with a deep potential that yearns to be fulfilled. Oh, poor Apple. How much money did they do? That's why that new iPhone cost me a shit ton. They got to make back the Oprah money. The love to be set free. Blah, blah, blah. Put on a good show. We search for common ground. 
We want is to be Tim heard. Cook already regretting also... the cut. Oh, the I am sure. Someone, someone's head's rolling right now from Oprah, the Oprah deal. How much did they give her for this deal? For I five don't years? remember. I don't know that they disclosed. Um, you're talking big money. Meanwhile, they should have gone to Mark Cronin and done one of those dopey shows where people fuck on a yacht. And, uh, and Mark would have Mark would have delivered the goods. He's got he the number one show. Fifty shows for you. Yeah, you know, forget Oprah. There's a guy who can deliver some audience. Need to listen, to open, be open, and contribute in order to harness our hopes, <laughs> and dreams. I say, I say, we need to harness our dreams. Now, Apple's giving me a shit ton of money, and I say, we got to meet our entire potential here with this here deal. Now, I mean, what is this? This sounds like a graduation speech you give at some yeah. college. Oh, man, it's show business. Fill our divisions. Mm. That's why I have joined forces with Apple. Is and all, five, uh, well, are all our problems solved now? <laughs> well, five, five years. years. <laughs> five years later, the Apple deal didn't pan out. The Weight Watchers stock is 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 down from twenty one dollars and ninety seven cents to four dollars and five cents. Whew. Ay, ay, ay. Yeah, Oprah told the audience she wants to illuminate consciousness. This was, you know, listen, these were high hopes. I mean. As soon as you make a deal for television and you want to illuminate uh, illuminate consciousness, it's going to be a shitty show. And it's, 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 it's there not There was good. no show, Howard. I am proud and honored to be a part of this new platform where I can connect with people around the world to share meaningful ways to create positive change. Mm. My intention is to illuminate consciousness and to build greater awareness through compelling hmm. conversations Sounds with good. newsmakers with leaders with artists yeah, you better put spider-man in whatever any show like that where's that show robin you know i had a meeting with apple and i said let me tell you if you do business with howard stern we are going to transcend to nirvana see the future of television and broadcast illuminate the planet through our new platform and let me tell you this to the people of apple and earth a <laughs> stitch in time saves nine and now i will levitate and walk on water and eat my own feces, which will help my digestion. <laughs> Here's uh, Oprah. <laughs> I just love playing these clips at the end of the five-year deal. And don't say I didn't say this. Here's Oprah describing her uh, two documentaries she was making for Apple. Which oh, I, I, someone look up how much money they paid Oprah, please, for this. So I have two documentaries in the works right now, one exploring the toll of sexual harassment, assault and violation in the workplace. The working nice. title is Toxic Ooh, Labor. That sounds like fun. The other yet unnamed <laughs> multi-part <laughs> series focuses what on a way to spend mental a weekend. I think I'll binge that. And how this score. Yeah, I actually watched it in one sitting. It was so good. <laughs> and depression and My wife was like, where are you? I said, Shh, Oprah's on. 
with a with a workforce horrors. It's a, a sexual harassment in the workplace. Yeah. Sexual harassment with no hot chicks. What kind of fucking documentary is that? Post-traumatic stress, addiction, trauma, and loss. By the way, I uh, went to Netflix last week. Oh, where are you going, hon? Oh, what? Oh, okay, thanks. I love you so much. I told everyone what happened last night. <laughs> what? What do you mean, what happened? Uh, she, knows, she knows what happened. She's still feeling the after effects. Pussy She's is on awesome. fire. Pussy is the greatest. You bet. No, I, I, I went to uh, Netflix. I had a meeting with Ted Sarandos last week. I said, um, in light of Oprah leaving Apple, um, I have a documentary I'd like to pitch you guys. And he was like, what is it? I go, where did all of Apple's money go for the last five years? <laughs> and it's a, it's a, it uncovers where it all has gone. Uh, what are we, oh, we're in the middle of Oprah describing her two documentaries. Yeah. Is just devastating lives daily across the globe. And what I know is if we do our jobs right, we're going to replace shame and we're going to replace stigma nice. with wisdom, with some compassion and with mm. honesty. Oh, my God. Did she really pitch them on that when they were in the meeting when it was about money? Come on. Wait a second. You said you were going to do a Jerry Springer type program. What are you talking about? <laughs> this is bait and switch. Wow. Yeah, that's some pitch. I want to now tell the people what we'll be doing with this brand new medium where I can reach the peoples of Earth. There are two documentaries, one of which will be about the unemployed and depressed, and the second one is a documentary about irritable bowel syndrome and the hazards. <laughs> And the suffering. Just where she announces she's bringing back the book club for Apple, which, of course, you That's know, if all I'm they Apple, got. If I'm that, uh, what's that guy who runs Apple? Tim, Tim Cook. Cook. Tim Cook's like, what? Well, I think at this point he's listening to this documentary and he's taking his pen and he's like grinding it into his hand. He's like stabbing himself. Yeah. Gee, I bet Disney Plus was shitting their pants the day they heard about this announcement. <laughs> but what I love Damn, we didn't most? make that deal with Oprah. <laughs> well, heads are going to roll around here. <laughs> Why didn't we get Oprah? But what I love the most, for me, there's nothing more thrilling than being transported by a brilliant book. Nothing. And the only thing actually more gratifying than an extraordinary read is being able to share that experience with others. And we're going to do just that by building the biggest, the most vibrant, the most stimulating book club on the planet. Mm. And that didn't even it happen. A club. Well, no, that's supposedly on Isn't Apple, this? but Imagine I don't know where. where. They never talk about it. No, they hide it. <laughs> a conversation with the author and me live across all devices wow. across all i can't believe they're gonna, gonna get the talk author. to an author wow cousins wow. <laughs> <laughs> disney plus immediately went into a, a, a meeting where how can we get our own book club started and get the authors in here i mean uh Wow. How many bags of money did that cost Apple? It's crazy. I don't know. But she closed the press conference by saying she wants us to be the fullest versions of ourselves. 
Hmm. All right. Well, she's I'm so full that. of herself. <laughs> <laughs> you bet. You'd be too. For as long as I can remember, I've had this dream that for us all to someday realize that deep potential that we are each born to. It abides in every soul. I know this to be true. And my deepest hope is that we all humans get to become the fullest, fullest version of ourselves as full of shit. <laughs> Come on. Oh, my God. Well, it's over, huh? The love affair between Apple and Oprah. And and, and by the yeah, way, they, nice- they claim that, you know, like, you know, what when they say, oh, we're going to work on individual project by project situations. Yeah. They mean, let, just get her out of here. Because they're saying to this. Yeah, they're saying to their yeah. stockholders, listen, we're not going to give her just a bunch of dough and let her run off with it. Um, you know, she's got to bring not us a twice. decent project. She got right. us once. We're not going and, for this twice. And they don't want Oprah mad at, her, at them. So they're not going to say, look, the thing didn't work. So they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we're still in business with Oprah, but she's just going to bring us uh, different ideas. And, you know, yeah. that's how we'll work our arrangement in the future. That's right. like, in other words, Oprah's got the same deal I have. I can call up Apple and so can you and just go, hey, I got an idea. You guys interested? Yeah. You know, if you're really hitting the ball out of the park for one of these companies, they don't let you go. They go, look, we want to do more business with you. All right. Here's a game. Who will Oprah cut a deal with next for (laughs) hundreds of million dollars? Paramount Plus, Peacock Network or Hulu? Hmm. Hmm. She's got to make a deal. Well, again, like I said, she gave that... Megan and Harry interview to CBS. That's crazy. And, uh, you know, she did the Adele special for CBS. Like, why didn't they go to Apple? I don't know. But. You know, it's weird. Like, Oprah gives more content away for free on Instagram than she mm-hmm. does even to her own network or her own yeah. radio show. Like, she goes on Instagram and I follow her and. And she, you know, she brings you in her house. She has like all her friends over. She shows you her garden. She shows you all that stuff. And to me, if I'm Apple and I've paid, you know, I'm sure it's at least a hundred million dollars. It was millions for sure. She doesn't even give you her name for and do nothing for nothing. Right. (laughs) The amount of the Oprah deal in 2018 is undisclosed. Reports yeah, say Apple committed. I said they were they were going to be embarrassed, so they said, "Don't tell everybody what we're paying." Yeah, let's try to keep this quiet. Uh, anyway, reports say Apple committed a billion dollars to original content overall that same year. So, I'm sure Oprah got a nice chunk of that dough, but but I don't know. JD's guessing Paramount Plus because of Gail King's association with CBS, so they'll get to right. shell out for, for the next big thing. But uh, yeah, I I know. I mean, like, I'd be livid if I was like if I was the Oprah Television Network own and the guy who owns that with her, I would be livid and say, "Well, why are you doing all this for for Instagram and why are you making a deal with Apple when we haven't even gotten a show from you?" Well, she said, "Don't worry, I'm not going to do anything for Apple." <laughs> You don't have to worry about I mean, what, I mean, and then like, hey, wait a second. We gave you a television network. Why don't you put the interview with Megan and Harry on the television network that you own? Yeah. That was kind of what we were hoping for. 
I guess. I guess these companies don't make very good contracts. They just get excited to have a deal with Oprah. But like, I would have, I would have nailed that contract down and said, "Look, dude, I'll yeah, give you fifty we, million. Yeah, do we own everything you produce? Yeah, I, I mean, I better not see you fucking fart on Instagram without giving it to me first. <laughs> I don't get it. Like, where are these business executives? Don't they all go to Harvard Business School and they still sign these shitty fucking contracts where at the end of the day they get nothing? They get nothing. It's amazing how if you... I guess I could do the same thing. I've had people want to buy my name and I go, I even say to them, I'm not going to work on this thing. I don't have time. No, oh, don't worry. We'll we'll work on it. We'll just you know put your name on it. And I go, you know, at the end of the day, I don't feel right doing that. You know. Mm-hmm. First of all, I I follow. I Oprah mean, but you would deliver something, wouldn't you? <laughs> no, that's why I don't sign a deal. I, I would feel but guilty. My point is, if you signed a deal, you would deliver something. Of course, I would be afraid <laughs> they throw me in jail. <laughs> Are you kidding? Uh, like, okay, Oprah signs a deal with Apple. All right, forget the own network, which already must have been like spinning because they're like, well, wait a second. But okay, you signed the deal with Apple and it's called the Oprah conversation, her show where she interviewed newsmakers. How do you not, how do you tell Apple you're not putting Prince Harry or Adele on there? How do you, how does Oprah manage that conversation where like, I don't, Tim Cook- I don't know how she does it. That's why I call her magician. <laughs> Hi, Oprah. It's Tim Cook. How are you? Oh, I'm I'm great, Tim. What can I do? Oh, by the way, I'm in the middle of throwing a party. I'm having uh, twelve girls over from my uh, my my all girls school in Africa. Oh, okay. I won't take up much of your time. Uh, I, I hear you're going to interview Adele for CBS. Oh, that's right. But we we paid you to to have the uh, you know famous people on and uh, well, uh, listen, Tim. That's a whole different thing. Uh, I told you from the beginning, CBS gets Megan and Harry and Adele, and you get my book of the week. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, maybe you could give them book of the week and give us Adele and Megan and Harry. Well, I'm not interested in that. Listen, I got to go. I'm going to go now uh, do stuff on Instagram for free. Well, what are you going to be doing? I'm going to give a tour of my home. My, my palatial home. Uh, maybe you could put that on Apple. Uh, 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 my connection is uh, 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 breaking up. <laughs> what? Your connection is... Uh, hold on. Don't go, Oprah. Hold on. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, I thought about that when, you know, they announced it was going to be on CBS. I was like, well... What is she doing for Apple? I didn't know the deal was almost up. And, you know, she got away with it again. But there I'm it too, is. I'm too, uh, like, I've been approached to do um, an interview show on television by a very, very great company. Mm-hmm. They like when I talk to people. And they said, we're going to, like, give you a one-on-one, uh, you know. I've had this with a couple of companies. And I sat and I thought about it. And I go, you know, that's kind of a wet dream of mine. I would like to do a show like that. But I work for Sirius XM that pays me well. And I have subscribers who are 
my loyal fans who pay for this service. Why would I take an interview with, let's say, Harry Styles or David Letterman or, you know, somebody of great stature uh, and put it on a different program? How would that be fair to my people here at Sirius XM who have been so nice to me? You know, and how would I get away with it? Wouldn't Jennifer Witz chop my nuts off? <laughs> I think she'd come after you. Yeah, I've seen her. She's ferocious. You've seen her. Woman is a maniac. <laughs> I mean, come on. Jennifer Witz, she would just listen, Stern. <laughs> what do you mean? You put, but, like, how would I determine which interviews I would do on the network or, or what I would do here at Sirius XM? How right. would I determine that? How would I shit on Sirius XM like that? And so well, again, you know, look at all the other people before you. David Letterman didn't do his best guest somewhere else. No. All the guests came to CBS or NBC, whoever he was working for. Now, I'm going to tell you where I do relate to Oprah. And Oprah is so busy making deals. You know, as a person who struggled most of his life, certainly, you know, I, I, I didn't grow up in, in a privileged situation. And maybe the most exciting thing in show business, and you know this, Robin, is when you make an announcement that you have a new deal. It gives you a rush like you wouldn't believe. And Oprah gets these great deals. I don't mean like a deal like, hey, I just got signed to a new network series. It's like I, they just named a network after me. That's or right. Apple just invested most of their billion dollars in me. Or Sirius XM just laid $50 million on me, you know. Uh, these, these are big deals. I just, I bought, oh, I just bought, uh, Weight Watchers. These are big deals. And the excitement of the deal is so fantastic. Your friends call you, oh my God, you feel like you're the most important person in show business. That's right. You're going around doing publicity about it. It's Everybody's fabulous. congratulating you. Parties are being thrown. The horror of it when somebody gives you your own network on cable. The next day, you got to go come up with something. That's right. You got to go to work. It's horrible. The work part's horrible. <laughs> uh, the deal is the great thing. And believe me, I try to figure out a way that I can make deals and not do any work. Yeah, have all the parties and uh, no yeah. work. <laughs> yeah, like hire a team of people who would write things for me or do things. doesn't work that way. You've got to be... At the end of the day, driving that machine, if you're a creative, there is no doubt Oprah could make any one of these things work. But it would mean having to really, you know, bust her balls. And the woman retired from the greatest machine there was. That was the Oprah show. There was no and need. And it was generating everything. You know, that right. show produced other shows. It produced the network. It did a whole bunch of stuff. No. But she had to let that go. And. She forgot that was what was generating all the stuff that was coming out for her, her network. Who started this conversation? Marianne from Brooklyn? I was looking to yes. take a break. <laughs> you know, God bless Oprah. But I, listen, I'm a fan. I am. I watched that Instagram account of hers. And I like what, you know, listen. You're not watching would, Apple for her, but you. <laughs> no. Well, if they put something on there, listen, I, they, there's nothing going on. But all right, good for her. Listen, 
She was going to heal all the divisions in the world when she Robin, signed that, that deal. That's right. That was the goal. <laughs> to heal all the divisions in the world through this great new platform. And what happened is it got a little boring uh, to actually heal all the divisions in the world, I think. I mean, does she see? I mean, the, mm. the problems are still there. <laughs> 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 they haven't abated even a little bit. I wonder what a psychiatrist was at. Like Oprah joined. I remember Oprah joined 60 Minutes in 2017. She was right. a special contributor. Yeah, remember that? And I think she was part of like five segments on the program. And then she left. Yeah, so you know what I mean? It was too like, much. It was too much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would like to. I would, listen. I'm going to make a pitch right now, though. Please come on my show. I want to talk to you about this, not in a, in a derogatory way. Not. I want to know what's going on in the Oprah organization. It seems. It seems you're getting bored with a lot of these things. And maybe I could help. Maybe I could help you calm down with this. What do you think? Uh, you know, I don't want to see Oprah burn. <laughs> well, I don't want to see Oprah burn out her goodwill with all these companies. <laughs> I really, I'm doing it as a service to Oprah. But uh, all right, listen, it didn't work out. Let's leave it at that. Let's be positive, right? Yeah, I guess. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. What did she pitch things and they turned them down? What? See, we don't know that. We just know that nothing ever showed up. Well, she doesn't want to get like Trump. Remember, Trump had a stake. He had water. He had uh, casinos. He had, you know, and none of the he had the he he had he started a football league. None of these things worked out. None of them. Right. Zero. Yeah. And after a while, people were like, well, listen, I don't know if I want to invest in the Trump ice cubes. But uh, (laughs) so I don't want Oprah to end up in, you know, remember Trump University? There was going to be a college oh, you go to. And then that you, was a tr- big trouble. Yeah, yeah, big trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to see Oprah go down that path where after a while people go, uh-oh, Oprah's coming. Well, I told you, I, you know, as a joke, I ordered Oprah's journal for you. Yes, yes. Her website. <laughs> and then I, I was it. in some evil loop where I was getting email from Oprah every day. Right. And there was more stuff to buy. Yeah. <laughs> like what is this i I don't want to be getting emails from oprah pitching me on more of her you know oprah labeled stuff yeah and you only bought it as a goof i mean right yeah and and Uh, she's got you know oh as a subscriber i said i don't i know i didn't subscribe (laughs) get me out of here now if you had if you had spent fifty dollars for the oprah daily insider online then i would have been happy i mean Right now, there's a special introductory offer that's only $25 a year. So uh, I'm, I'm looking, hoping you'll get me that. All right, listen, um, enough on Oprah. She's doing just fine. God bless her. Yeah, she doesn't need our help. <laughs> she doesn't need our help. She's doing just fine. What do I, And by the way, what do I know? I'm just a schmuck, okay? I'm a schlub. Yeah, we're I not in know. the room with these deals. We don't know. No, Apple ain't calling me. I'm evidently not <laughs> presentable for Apple. You understand? You know, I, I don't. I don't meet the criteria. I'm not going to change the world. I'm just going to give you something you want to watch. All right. <laughs> listen, uh, let me tell you about techniques. I am a professional dish jockey. Oh, before I talk about techniques, thanks to Avast. I, I've talked to you about them with over 400 million users. Can you imagine a vast? helps you protect your privacy and avoid scams and malware on your phones and computers. Please stay safe online and get Avast.com on your computer. Go over there and uh, hook yourself up, okay? There you go, Avast. It's like when I tell Wendy, 
don't eat your own feces. And I say this with the same sincerity. Get yourself a vest, okay? It's a good advice. What happened to her? She was good. She away from the stage. Is that right? You know that for a fact? Well, where is she? Uh, well, maybe they dragged her off somewhere. I don't know. You say she stepped away. Maybe she did step away. Maybe she is on the stage somewhere. Well, I see her every once in a while. She did the theme song for some show oh, yeah. uh, a couple of years ago. You know, she works when she wants to. She did the Fiona. theme song for The Affair. Yeah. Uh, Fiona Apple wrote Criminal in 45 minutes. What do you think of that? And... Uh, you don't. When this song came out, she was 18. She used to do our show. She was 18 yeah. years old when she did our show. I didn't realize how young she was. I didn't either. Yeah. yeah. Well, we were young too. I mean, not as young as her, but pretty young. Robin said to me during the commercial, well, "I guess we're never going to get to go to Oprah's house." I go, "I don't think so," because we. I was telling Robin, I, you know, I, I've run into Gail King many times in my life. Not recently, but, and, and we hit her, and she even said to me, Oprah would love you, Howard. I go, Gail, are you out of your mind? I go, Oprah's not going to love me. I'm, I'm always criticizing Oprah. She goes, you are? I go, you are. Uh, you know, I assume everybody, well, she doesn't listen to the show. You know, she's busy at the morning Look, show. She knows who Oprah likes and doesn't like. I guess. I, I guess Oprah hasn't even discussed me with Gail, sadly. Like I'm not I even don't know. I don't. I don't know. think I'm on Oprah's radar. I don't. I don't think Oprah what? gives a shit. Yeah, I don't think you Oprah don't gives think a shit about she me. She gets a list like you do of every mention in the media that happens about her. I'll tell you the truth. I don't get a list of every mention. In fact, uh, I stopped that years ago. I don't want to know what people say about me. Yes, but you know? you're not Oprah. Oprah's still getting. Uh, well, in that case, we're not getting. We're not getting into her house. We're not sneaking past the ropes. By the way, because of uh, our pandemic, I'm I'm never going to anyone's house anyway. So who cares? Oprah's house would be safe, don't you think? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've heard Oprah is very safe with the pandemic. I told you about the time I saw her. You didn't see when she put uh, Stedman in this little house. <laughs> <laughs> Because he traveled during the oh, pandemic. No, that's great. And so she put him in like this little itty bitty house that's off of her house, and she would yell out the window to him to talk to him. Oh, <laughs> so nice. He, you know, he was quarantined until she was sure he he hadn't caught anything. I know a lot of dudes who uh, would love to live in a little house. You know, not have that much contact with their with their spouse. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Let's see. Well, I never finished the fan mail. We talked about, by the way, uh, we talked uh, quite extensively about Jimmy Kimmel, his appearance yesterday, and Jimmy Kimmel had David Letterman on, and they had discussion about me, Kimmel and if you want to hear all that, you can go to earlier in the show, before we got sidetracked with Oprah. Uh, there was, uh, oh, people wrote in about chess, believe it or not. I was talking about the cheating scandal in the chess world and my recent experiences playing online. And fans have some thoughts on that. Is it possible that Hans Neiman didn't cheat? Sure, but I really doubt it. To be that young and not make a single mistake in two games against the greatest player of all time makes me a skeptic. 
The only solution is naked chess. Yeah, well, listen, uh, Hans Neiman has said, and I think it's uh, great, and I think really Magnus Carlsen has to take him up on it. He said, bend me over, look up my ass if you think I have some kind of anal beads that send me signals. I will play Magnus Carlsen under any condition you want. And that's fair. Okay. I think it should happen. Howard Has anybody cheating... heard from Magnus on this? What's his latest take on the whole thing? I think he wants to inspect that asshole for himself. He wants to <laughs> really get in there. Uh, cheating Who or came not, up how... with the anal bead theory? That is so funny. I think Elon Musk or somebody like that. I don't know. <laughs> uh, cheating or not, if you go as far as to wear anal beads for a competitive edge, I feel like you deserve the win. <laughs> yeah. I think that's more brilliant than the actual chess game, that you could somehow re- receive Morse code through anal beads. <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a game that's even delayed uh, on a 15-minute broadcast loop so that no one can cheat. If you lose a chess but refuse to make a move so the clock runs out, you're just a terrible, petty asshole. Howard, I don't know how you will have the patience for such bullshit. If I played someone in person and they did that, I would flip the chessboard over. Yeah, when people play online, any of these things, whether you play, I don't know, uh, one of these video games or I play chess online sometimes, you you really get to see how fucked up humanity is. Mm. You know. Oh, this is interesting, Robin. You'll like this. Uh, we played a clip yesterday of Fred duetting with a bird on Instagram. That's what Fred's yes. busy with. And uh, we received a couple of emails from fans saying Sal Gubinale has been posting his own duet videos online. Do you know anything about what? this? He Sal... has duets? Yeah, it's awful. Prevail. Sal can't sing, but he thinks he can. Howard, duets uh, with who? Yeah, I'll explain to you. This is, a, this is a fan wrote this. Howard, Sal has been doing duets on TikTok. Uh, and it might be the best singing I've heard since William Hung on American Idol. <laughs> you might need to help him get a record deal. Evidently, what this is, is some sort of uh, situation on TikTok where people put up a song where they're singing one part. And you're allowed to sing with them, and then you're supposed to post. Okay. Here is Sal singing Elvis Presley's "Love Me Tender" with a stranger on TikTok. If you if you want to hear this, it's it's absolutely awful. with that do you think you think uh I, I said who are you salvis and he goes oh that's funny <laughs> now seriously do you think you're a good singer honestly do you Is i that like why you posted to, it? 
I, you know, I posted, I don't know. Yeah, I like to, I Dude, love I like I like to sing too, but I'm not posting me singing because I know I'm bad. You know what I mean? Yeah, but Howard, I didn't really post that to the public. My TikTok, I don't promote my TikTok. I've never told anyone about my TikTok. I've never created links. I just But do why that. would you put that out there then? Let, let's say even if you, how many people follow you on TikTok? Not even, I think, a thousand because I never exactly. told anyone. Yeah. So a thousand people saw this, and you, so you, you, you wanted them to see it, and you put it up there for I someone to look at. Yes, yes, no doubt. But I wanted people to see it who don't know me. I just wanted to have a. But um, who doesn't know you? That out of these thousand people, what are you talking about? I don't mean to yeah, punch holes in this. This is but more of his great thoughts. I want yeah. it to be seen by people who don't know me, so my thousand followers will see it. <laughs> yeah. Who you do? I mean, Robin's if you right. don't, I'm an idiot. If, well, <laughs> well, who are you doing pro- this for? In other words, why not do it for yourself at home and maybe sing with the kids? But I mean I this. Do, uh, this is weird. You, you think you're good. Here, here's Sal singing Can't Help Falling in Love. Sing with me. Wise men. That's not Sal. Of He's coming not. up. Only fools. Uh, there we go. <laughs> for I can't help falling in Vibrato, is that good? Are you thinking you sound like Elvis? Because you yes. sound like you're imitating it, Elvis. It's my tribute yeah. to Elvis. I love singing Elvis. Oh, no, Elvis. it's not a tribute. <laughs> <laughs> Quiet, you. Well, I'll Sal's never be been, as good uh, as Robin, but... You know, Sal's been trying to... But she isn't putting it up on TikTok. Sal's been trying to break into the music business since he was a kid. Yeah, uh, yeah, I did spent- a Valentine's Day special, Howard, and uh, I sang with a with an eight piece band. Um, you know, it, you know it, it what I'm great. thinking back the to. Guys went I, don't I remember the money you spent trying to become a rapper. Like you oh, gave yeah. you gave money to that guy who had a studio, and you spent oh. a, how many thousands of dollars? Over five thousand yeah. dollars. Yeah, I was I was sixteen or seventeen years old. And my mother had to co-sign a loan. Oh I had to pay. Yeah, it was terrible. Man, did they bullshit Hasn't your mother been through enough? What, what are you doing? <laughs> her kids keep taking money from her. <laughs> Is your mom talking to your sister? I mean, your sister brought her to people's court right uh, yeah. on TV. Yeah, they're 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 getting along now. Things have uh, uh, they're going a little better. My mom's just been going crazy with my dad. I mean, it's, you know, I, I relate to you, Howard, with what's going on with your parents. And every time I go to the house, it's, it's just getting worse and worse. My dad's losing his mind. It's crazy. There was a beehive in his car and there was bees what? in the car. Yeah. There was like bees and, and ants in his car and he, he brought it down to uh, get it repaired and the mechanic opened the door and there was bees flying all over the place and he flipped out on my dad and my dad got into a fight with him. Oh, <laughs> I'm laughing because you think your dad's going out of his mind now. This is the guy who like, you know, fucked half the neighborhood and has all these oh, kids. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I always considered your dad lost his mind years ago. Yeah, now but, he wants uh, to open up a, a snail farm. That's his next uh, idea. Why? How's he going to make money with that? 
Because he feels there's no, there's not enough snails in New York. It's tough to get snails, and they're expensive. So he figures if he goes out to Florida, he can raise snails and grow a snail farm and and sell them for much cheaper. That's his latest. Well, well that's not crazy. I mean, that's a man thinking clearly. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you saying he's losing his mind? The guy's obviously entrepreneurial, and he he's knows what he's doing. He's ready to start another business. What are you talking wow. about? No kidding. But what'd you say, your Dad? Um, what else is he? He got stung by bees, and what was the other thing? No, the mechanic almost got stung by bees, and then he wanted to open up a snail farm. It's just every time I go there, it's just I don't know. I just feel bad. They're arguing yeah. more and more. It's just getting. It's very uncomfortable. It's like I go there. I just want to. I bring them bagels every Sunday, and we sit down to eat. And then he takes out all of his lotto cards and his 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 numbers and his notepads. And my mom starts yelling at him. She he starts yelling at her. And I'm just like, I just want how eat much peace. How much money is he spending on the lottery tickets? Every penny, every penny. Oh, my God, Howard, they went to Florida, and my dad hides his money. So they went to Florida to visit my nephew, and my dad's hiding his money from my mother. He rolls it up in balls and tucks it under his, he rolls the money up in, in wads and tucks it under his balls in his underwear. Hmm. Oh, dear. So he wow. goes through the metal detector, and it's yeah. going off. And they're and patting what, and my, does, he, does he keep it in a money clip? Is that the problem? No, he puts it in like a, um, we call it a broccoli rubber band. Remember the broccoli when you see yeah. it at a produce store yeah, wrapped yeah, in those yeah. big, he, he, he wraps him in these big broccoli rubber bands and he tucks it in his underwear under his nuts. And he, and he doesn't want my mom to know because he spends all that money on, on lotto. He tells her he's broke yeah. and he goes through the metal detector and they're like patting him down and they see this big wad on, in his pants. And they bring him into security and they missed a flight because they think my dad is like doing something illegal with money shoved in his in his, in his crotch. It was well, terrible. What, what, uh, I'm naive. <laughs> Why does the money set off the alarm? My money isn't uh, metal. I don't, I don't know. I think when he went through, I guess, the x-ray, they noticed an obstruction in his pants. Oh, I see. So they pat him down and there's this. And then when they patted him down, they were they found it quite odd that this man had a lot of money rolled up, hidden in his underwear. So wow. they had to put him in another room and ask him a lot of questions. And and then I think they looked into my dad's track record, you know, because my dad's been to prison for stuff. And <laughs> I didn't know, know that. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Remember, so. he got involved with some. Wouldn't some guy want my counterfeiting? Hide some... He was yeah, counterfeiting. Yeah. You know, oh, counterfeiting. Yeah. He was selling. <laughs> he was selling fake money out of the back of the pizza place and. <laughs> <laughs> We had a slow adult dishwasher, and the and the feds grabbed this poor kid and slammed him up against the wall and cuffed him. He almost had a heart attack. Oh, yeah! What a life! I'm yeah, sorry. he's just losing his mind, according to Sal. Yeah, you know, Sal, I got to go easier on you. You know, you sing your heart out, pal. You go ahead. You sing with this broad all you. If this makes you happy, uh, you know, I love me. It's a cry for help. Love me tender. <laughs> oh God, Sal, I'm sorry. Uh, I no, do that's feel bad. Yeah, the old man was quite a challenge. There you go. There's Sal. You know what? I, Sal, here, I'll make you feel better. I love that song, Free John Gotti, from your oh, rap yeah. days. Yeah. Oh, Can you imagine? God. You know, Sal's thinking is all fucking befuddled and not clear, and he has superstitions and weird visions and shit. But you know what, man? When you hear his background, you say, God bless him. He's still alive and he's, you know, he keeps him busy. Somehow he keeps himself occupied and with a roof over his head. 
It's yeah. a good no, thing. And no wonder he falls for scams. You know, when, when they say, yeah. give us $5,000 and we'll make you a recording star. And then he goes and makes free John Gotti. <laughs> I mean, and you go, what idiot would do that? And you realize, hey, it's Sal. It's okay. John you know? Gotti was framed. It's the government to blame. Not a U.S. attorney. He's got a claim to fame. And he was the most retoast and salute him. Others get close, step off, go and shoot him. Teflon Don, he'll never be a con. Twelve more people are sure to be God. No justice, so we bust this straight in your face. Respect John Gotti and Tiny Race. What did you think was going to happen? Like, did you think John Gotti would have heard this and maybe given you something? Or what yeah, did you think? I, yeah. oh, broken I, your I, legs. I was what, did you, what did you think? Well, I, I mean, was envisioning it, us singing this like at the San Gennaro feast, you know, selling it out. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Did you, like, do you really believe that John Gotti should have been freed? You know, I was young. Um, I don't believe, you know. Now that I know a lot more about these things, and I, I don't want to talk about the great John Gotti, but, you know, according what? to his track record, uh, no, I don't think he should have been. But, you know, the my, great my, John Gotti. No, yeah, you know what? It sounds worried. He's, yeah, he's, yeah, he's, South, thinks some, South thinks someone's coming after him. Uh, here, I'll play no, a less You've never contra. seen the people my father has played cards with. Everybody, please, <laughs> trust me, they're all great people. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, here's a less controversial song. This is Shake by oh, Sal. Oh, no, the, don't do this, Howard. Sal the G-Man. No. How much did this cost you? Five grand, Over right? five thousand. Right. You so hot. Then you wonder, what have you got? Something that I haven't already seen. You start shaking your butt, girl. Know what I mean? All right. Here's his follow-up song. Um, Osama Bin Laden was framed. Here it is. <laughs> All right, I won't play it. Uh, I could have recorded uh, that song, Shake, for $500, and then I got in touch with this agent. He's like, no, no, this is a record. You have to you have to spend a lot of money to make it great. And the guy who was willing to do it for $500 recorded the Fat Boys. He recorded De La Soul. It was a basic recording studio. Right. And this guy was like, no way, you can't go. And he sent me up to New Jersey to this guy, and this guy was saying, we're going to sign you to Profile Records with Run DMC. We're going to sign you to you know, uh, all these you know epic records back at the time. I'm connected all, with all of them. And, you know, it was $5,000. And then I recorded it, and I never heard from the guy ever again. And uh, <laughs> How many guys did he do that to? Uh, well, yeah, what, what, it, what it is, Howard, it's, it's called a... Um, it's called the graveyard shift scam. So what he does is he contracts with recording studios. Yeah. And what they do is that late at night when they're not recording, they want to fill those hours in. So they get shitheads like me to fill in those hours and to pay these guys. So right. I was recording with these guys from midnight to five o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so that, that's yeah. how it did. And then the agent who booked me to these recording studios would obviously get in on a percentage of that. So technically he was booking recording time for recording studios by preying on people like me who he would tell you could be a star you know sometimes i watch tv and you know they i've watched like scams and things and you go <laughs> who are these people they prey on you know like like i've never actually met one like who is you know i've never actually had someone around me that's stupid to fall for scams and like you've fallen for so many scams which is so great that i hired you because i bought a uh yeah i bought a rock from the titanic i mean i, yeah. I really did. you did right yeah i know yeah. you did to tell the people oh about God. that what did you it pay was for the, the rock I'm, I'm reading the inquirer and, and on the back it says you can own a piece of the titanic it was actually a piece of coal 
So I'm like, wow. So I believe it was like $55 on a piece of coal from the Titanic. And, you know, I, I, I paid for it and then it came in and it, it came in this tiny piece of shit little plastic uh, container and the right. coal was the size of a pebble. I don't even think it was the coal from that, but I was convinced that it was. And, but I look uh, back, I'm like, what, what schmuck would buy a piece of coal from the type? It's just, you know, whatever. Same schmuck who thinks birds are talking to him and it's a sign from heaven. I mean, you know, <laughs> listen, you know, you're not, you're thinking. Where is the Titanic? Uh, At the bottom of the sea. So you think somebody went down there and picked up a piece well, of coal? That was my thinking. I'm like, wow, this must be some scuba diver. I mean, he was able yeah. to get this coal. Well, that's why it's $40, dude. They just can't give that shit away. <laughs> we're going. Robin, Robin, we're going down now. We're going to go get Sal's coal. We just received his $40. Let's go get it. Yeah, I tell you. Go get the coal until they have a buyer, right? <laughs> Robin, I'm uh, I'm running out of oxygen for Sal's coal. I, uh, it's a deep, deep dive, a deep dive. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. So, hey, when are you going to contact my dad in the afterlife? You said you were going to do it. Um, well, you... yeah, I am willing to do that, Howard. And um, by the do you way, need I Howard's you... permission. Of course, absolutely. I would, yeah. you know, with all due respect, it, yeah. Thank I you. mean, this would be done in a tasteful <laughs> manner. And I know you and Beth recently laughed uh, about finding two dimes on your walk, but mm -hmm. uh, if you think about it, it makes perfect sense. There was two of you and two dimes. Your father was thanking Thank you, you, and he was thanking Beth. And I think it was all meant to be. You're aware of my stories Sal, about dimes. I just and, uh, got a word from the National Enquirer. They want to know if you want more coal. They they're doing a dive. <laughs> <laughs> they want to know right now that you've got to commit to $150,000, but you will be the largest owner of coal. I like that, too. It's like, you know, uh, okay, listen, we're down here in the Titanic. Uh, it's been very dangerous in the deep sea. Uh, yeah, yeah. Forget, forget the antique jewelry and just bring up the coal, please. Uh, okay, that's good. Oh, God. Who's buying this shit again? Uh, a guy named Sal from the Howard Stern Show. Okay. Oh, is that the guy who uh, believes in depersonalization, derealization? Yes. With the dimes? Yeah. Okay. Keep bringing up the call. We got we got one on the line. Okay. Yeah. I yeah, almost bought a lock of Elvis's hair as well, but it was too expensive. And, is that the guy who bought the lock above his hair? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hey, by the way, uh, while I'm down here getting the Sal's coal, I see right to my right-hand side there's priceless china uh, that some, one of the passengers had. No, uh, don't worry about that. Sal wants coal. All right. <laughs> Oh, is that the same guy who bought George Washington's coat buttons from his coat? <laughs> yeah, him. Yeah. Okay. Keep bringing up the coal. <laughs> he bought the coal yeah. from the Titanic. Paid a guy five grand to record at midnight. You know, when they tell you, hey, yeah, the studio's available at midnight. You know something's yeah. up. Oh, God. Oh, totally. <laughs> man, we're down here, man. You ever buy anything from the Hindenburg? I, I have a coffee cup from the Hindenburg. I can tell you. I'm not using it anymore. All right, dude. Well, all right. And congratulations on your TikTok.
Oh, Good thank you. you. Appreciate it. Yeah. yeah, great stuff. And and seriously, man. So how uh, many Elvis songs did you put on TikTok? Just those two. Just the oh, two, okay. Robin. Whenever I feel the inspiration, Robin, you know, it was for my own, you know, personal entertainment. And Where the do you feel the people. inspiration? <laughs> Internally, from my soul. I see. Tells me to go sing. I, you know, and all my bird videos are on my TikTok, too. So these are more for people I just want to attract people spiritually. Right. You know, I don't, you know, it's not this about me. This is the Sal from the radio show. <laughs> Who makes funny phone calls? This is more yeah. of a spiritual thing. Okay, this is Fair not. Enough. Yeah, come on. This is a sideline. This is not the Sal, the entertainer. This is right. Really right. serious. Right. Yeah, this is the serious <laughs> side of Sal that a lot of people. Oh, hold on. Uh, William Shatner, everybody. Hi, hi, Bill. I just think that uh, you know what Sal's doing is awful. His singing is bad. You need some lessons, and I'm here to teach. Do you sing any uh, Elvis, Bill? Wise men say, only fools rush in, Right, but I can't help falling in love with you. Shall I stay? Would it be a sin if I can't help falling in love with you? <laughs> you are so good. Uh, thank God. You're <laughs> so terrific. You By know. the way, Howard, I, yeah. I just realized something. We're actors, yeah. the both of us. You know, yes. You're not getting any younger, and that. I certainly aren't. Uh, I'm here now with you. Let's do something we've never done before. Let's do a scene together. How about it? Fuck Sal. <laughs> well, uh, I'd love to do a scene with you. I'd be honored. I'm, I thought we're, he was calling to duet with Sal. No, he wants yeah, to do a scene with you. No, he's 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 hopeless. Forget well, it. You've seen you've <laughs> seen Go find you've some seen dimes. me. You've seen me in um, uh, private parts. I'm, uh, I'm I'm a pretty good actor, right? You're a very good actor. A very good actor. You know, okay. there's a famous scene. God rest the soul of Nichelle Nichols. Do you remember the scene? She played Uhura. Yes. It was called Plato's Stepchildren. I believe it was the 10th uh, episode from the third season of Star Trek. The crew beams down to a planet. Thank you, Fred. Where the people have adopted ancient Greek culture, and they've got this power yes. of telekinesis. You remember the scene. That's the scene where you kiss Ohura. That was the first time a black woman kissed a white man on TV. Yes, it was a pivotal episode. And it, to tell you the truth, Ohura, you know, Michelle, she couldn't keep her hands off me. I think she, she told, you know, Gene Roddenberry, she said, hey. We gotta make a scene like this. But anyway. Well, it was, Bill, you were in the first interracial kiss on television. It was groundbreaking. And I'd be honored to be in a scene. Let's but what could I play? See. Well, I would love to. What, what would gonna, I play? You're not gonna play Kirk. I'm gonna play Kirk. You, Are you playing You've gotta be a whore. All right. <laughs> Why not? We're all, all right. about diversity now, Robin. Okay. Now, it's all about, I'm doing you know. this from uh, Bill. I'm doing this from memory, so I might not know the okay. exact line. No, but I've watched this. Me too. Let, let's just hey, let's try it. Let's see what I, happens. I, I watched this episode like twenty. T I jerked off to this because I thought Uhura was the fucking hottest girl on the planet. I loved Uhura. Her legs, everything. She was hot. Um, she, was she says uh, to you something like, "Oh, I'm so frightened, Captain. I'm so very, very frightened." 
Very good, Howard. Very good. That's the way they want you to feel. Makes them think that they're alive. <gasps> oh, Captain, I know it. I wish I could stop trembling. Try not to think about it. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I'm thinking about it, my captain, all the time. I'm so scared. And when I see you busy at your command, I would hear your voice from all parts of the ship and my fears would fade. And now, now they're making me tremble, but I'm not afraid. Mm. Why? Wow, God, that was good. That was great. Wasn't I great then? <laughs> you were fabulous. I can I see was, why you. I you well, how was Uhura, Howard as Uhura? Uh, we have uh, chemistry. He was, he was acceptable. Acceptable. He was, he was great. <laughs> All right. Of Thank course. you, Bill. All right. My pleasure. No, no more scenes. Yeah, that was a great fucking moment. Uhura kissed Captain Kirk. Back then, you weren't. No one would kiss white guy. Yeah, wouldn't but kiss you know a black what? I, what bothered me about the scene? Uh, it was like something <laughs> was going to happen if their lips actually met. Like they're straight. You know, they're trying not to kiss. They're hardly. You know, it was just like yeah. kiss the girl already. Nothing's going right. to happen. But she's a black woman. <laughs> I think they thought this the world the would future. explode. This is the future. That stuff doesn't happen around. You know, there's no problem in the future. That's well, what you're and, playing. Well, first of all, as someone who just played the part, he is my <laughs> captain. There's such a thing as protocol. You're not supposed to make out with the captain. And uh, that was it. But that they're in a I dire played. situation. If they don't do this, something bad is going to happen. Well. So just right. get it over with. They drew that kiss out to about 15 minutes. Jesus, you're so right. Don't pick apart Star Trek, Robin, please. <laughs> hey, by the way, I, I don't know if I still have this tape. I meant to play it a few days ago. I was very impressed with, um, you know who does a good Donald Trump was Jamie Foxx. Oh, I don't doubt that. Jamie's a wonderful mimic. But I didn't know he did a Donald Trump. This was Whose radio show is this? I was jealous. I wish he would have done it here. Do you guys know where you got this from? The the guys played this for me. I go, boy, that's a really good Trump. That guy's some fucking talent, Jamie Foxx. We've had him on he the show. He can do anything, yeah. And I was jealous. I was like, you know, I wish he would have done that here. But anyway, here it is. Why from hasn't somebody's he been radio. here? Uh, well, listen, I don't know. Whoever comes in, we talk to. <laughs> It's a lot of great people on both sides. Lots of great people on both sides. I know Harry O. He's a great person. He couldn't vote for me at the time. Now he can vote for me once he gets out. I love Snoop Deal Double G. Great person. So do you love Death Row Records? I love people Death Row. I love Death Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Fake news. I love Death Row. What's your favorite Death Row record on, uh, Mr. Trump? All of them. Throw <laughs> records. Don't try to pin me down. I see what he just. Excuse me. Fake news. Excuse me. Fake news. Fake news. That's good. Very good. Why don't they ever have him on Saturday Night Live? Have they ever had uh, Jamie Fox on know. Saturday Night Live? Maybe they have. He must have hosted once or twice. He has to have, hasn't he? Because he's one of those guys that can do impressions, and he was funny when he used to do. Um, that show on Friday nights or whatever the hell it was. Anyway, 
I'm calling the for Keenan that. The Keenan Wayans, uh, what yeah. was that show called? In Living Color, that's it. Yeah. Oh, this was from the Rap Radar Podcast. There you go. Thanks, guys. Oh, Rap he, Radar. he only does podcasts now? <laughs> Let's see, he does what he wants to do. What does he care? He's got a lot of money. Um, what else did I want to tell you? It's getting late in the show. Like a couple of calls, but the, oh yeah, I got, you know, I had a, a, a nifty little package called, uh, airline assholes. Whole bunch of tape of people on airlines freaking out, but I don't know if we have enough time. Let's see. Uh, let me take a few calls. Doug, you're on the air. Hi. Yes, hello. Hey. Hey, Howard. Nice to meet you. I just want to say I grew up listening to you with my dad. It's an honor to get to speak with you. So Thank with you. that being said, I, I just wanted to take a second here. and I'm the last person in this world that would ever defend Sal on anything. But when you were talking to him about the Titanic hole, that's the, I got to step in on that one. That When the ship was discovered in the late 80s, they brought up about 100,000 tons of the coal along with everything else that they were salvaging but from why the would you want to? Why would you want to buy coal? In other words, coal is coal. I mean, why would you want to buy coal from the Titanic? If you told me you bought a piece of uh, uh, the metal from the ship, all right, maybe I could accept that. Maybe if you, you know, some part of the Titanic, it's the coal from the Titanic. Uh, Doug, I got to go. I got to go. I can't take it. <laughs> maybe, maybe He's if you want it was authentic coal, and you yeah, can't I, fault sell for that. Maybe if you want to heat your house, I guess I, buying the coal from the Titanic might make sense. <laughs> Jamie Foxx has done. Oh yeah, Saturday Night Live a few times. Yeah. Uh, one fan wrote us to say they think Ass Napkin Ed sounds like the serial killer Jeffrey Dahmer. I guess there, you know, there's a big um, movie I haven't watched on Netflix. It's yet. a Netflix series. Ah, I heard it's like their number one series right now. It's creepy. It's really good. The the guy playing Jeffrey Dahmer is excellent. What do you think of the controversy that the people who uh, lost loved ones to Jeffrey Dahmer's, you know, cannibalism? Uh, they feel that uh, Netflix uh, should have given them a heads up or they're dredging up this horrible thing. Uh, what do you make of this? Uh, I try to stay out of things like that. You're staying out of that? You're not taking an opinion on that? Well, I was thinking about it. Like, I remember I saw the movie Boston Strangler. Yeah. I'm sure if you were stra if you if you had a family member who was strangled from this maniac. I remember Tony Curtis was in it. But then again, I think the people's point is, well, they should have given us a heads up that you're making this. Well, of I course, think these same kind of things were said to Quentin Tarantino when he did the the last movie he did with Brad Pitt and uh right. who else was in that movie? I forget. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, hmm? Leonardo DiCaprio. That's who what I thought, but I wasn't sure. But anyway, yeah, the Sharon Stone or the Sharon Tate family had yeah. difficulty with how he depicted that whole thing because he changes history. You know, people who are affected will always probably have feelings about whatever's done in the name of their lost loved one. But an artist has to be able to express himself, doesn't he? Well, let me ask you something. The worst yeah. tragedy I can think of in my lifetime was 9-11. Now, if you're going to do a 9-11 project, should they give the people a heads up every time a documentary is made? This is what I'm saying. You can't 
base what you're doing on the feelings of the, you know, the family members or survivors because they're too close. I see. All right, Robin coming out with a statement. She wasn't going to comment, and she did. I tricked her. <laughs> Robin, you can buy a limited edition Titanic coal coin for uh, $36.95. That's right. <laughs> if you have any extra money. Did Sal um, actually, what, you know, was he thinking this is an investment? <laughs> you know, that I'm going to buy a piece of the coal and then it'll grow in value. Do you think uh, Sal cares that the victims of the Titanic are being uh, used this way? Uh, that uh, that the coal is. What being else taken? would he buy? Would he buy a body part? <laughs> I don't know. A bone. <laughs> anyway, uh, so so anyway, people said uh, after you hear after hearing you compare Debbie the Come Lady's man voice to Eric Cartman, I had a realization. Ass napkin Ed sounds exactly like Jeffrey Dahmer. Hmm. Ass Napkin Ed sounds exactly like Jeffrey Dahmer. Howard, please pull a clip from the Netflix show Dahmer. Uh, I couldn't even watch the show because it was such a distraction. All I could think about was Ed and his ass worms. <laughs> All right, well, here. Here's a clip of Ed talking to Wolfie about... Um, I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. I guess he's talking about his pinworms and his ass. Okay. Okay. Um, medically, I have pinworms. Pinworms are worms in your asshole that the mother lays eggs in your asshole during while you're sleeping. When you wake up, your hole is extremely itchy. So I go in there with my toothbrush and start itching at it. But it wasn't, I don't think they're maggots because maggots turn into flies. Here's uh, Jeffrey Dahmer. I really like pork chops. My family sent me a bunch of meat. But I forgot to plug that little freezer in, and it all went bad. Yeah, I, I see That's it. That's not bad. That's not a bad comparison. That's not a bad comparison. Hey. Actually, when Debbie was doing her her man voice, I thought of uh, Eric the actor. She sounded yes. a bit like him. And a lot of people wrote in about that. They said, it sounds like Eric the actor. You're not alone in that, Robin. Ah. But there you go. Once again, you're triumphant. Uh, look who it is, Robin. Ask Napkin Ed on the phone. Ed, you're kind of famous. People think you sound like Jeffrey Dahmer. Did you provide the voice? He sounds kind of creepy to me. I don't sound like that. Mm. But Howard, mm, that's a matter of opinion. <laughs> I don't think you can make that determination. Before I get to my question, I got a name for your cat. Okay. I'm call him the, the Cat Pack. The cat pack. All right, that's good. There you go. Very witty. Thank you, uh, Ass Napkin Ed. And my question is about your... your Hold on a second. Jeffrey Dahmer's here, I think. Uh, Here's Jeffrey Dahmer to talk to Ass Napkin Ed. Yes, Mr. Dahmer. Howard. Howard. Yeah. It's Jeffrey Dahmer. Who is this guy? He sounds a lot like me. Yeah, Ass Napkin Ed. People say you sound like each other. Do you... Do you kill and eat gay guys, too? Uh-uh. Oh. You know, I, I killed so many gay guys because I had worms in my ass, too. And the itching <laughs> drove me insane. That's kind of creepy. Crazy, right? Creepy. Want to get together for lunch sometime? Yeah. When, when do you want to go? 
Um, Marl? I'm, I'm craving a cheeseburger. I'm craving a dead guy's brains. I don't do that. You ever, you ever have sex with a dead body? She wasn't. She died after. Oh boy! <laughs> you might you be coming were... to visit me soon. <laughs> Ed, what happened? I... Uh, you fucked someone and they died right after. Yeah, she was on drugs. Mm. When did, did you pre- know she was dead? How do you know you were finished before she died? Yeah, how far in were you that? Uh... Like, did you finish? Yeah, I was finished. It's and hot. when you finished, do you realize she died somehow during your sex? It wasn't during, it was after. She was oh. all doped up. How soon after you fucked her did she die? Uh, the next morning. Oh, that's oh, lame. Yeah, it's not I, a great story. I would stick a drill in a guy's head and inject it with acid. And then when he died, I'd fuck him when it was fresh. What do you think about that? I don't mess with that stuff. Mm. Dead guys or dead bodies? I don't do that. Didn't you have sex with a woman recently and you said her ass smelled like cabbage? Yeah. That's, um, that's the one I put her on her hind legs. I was giving her a massage. And um, I said, bend over, get on, and then I got on the hind legs and then massaged her. And then I said, you got to get down, you got to take these pants down because that's where the nerve endings are. I don't know if you know that right. nerve endings are yeah. lower back or your upper yeah. ass. That's and true. then I took my dick out and then we went at it. Let me ask you something. But, when you refer to women, you say they're hind legs. It sounds more like you're talking about like a farm animal. Yeah, are we sure this is a woman? Were you with a woman or a sheep? I mean, what what are you talking about? The rear legs. The rear legs? There's only two legs. (laughs) Her hooves. You're referring to, uh, to a woman with two legs and you're saying her back legs. Yeah. They're just legs. The back part of her legs. Oh, that's what you call her hind legs? <laughs> that's what hind means, rear, the back. I never heard someone talk about a woman in her hind legs. Right. When they say hind legs, they usually mean the back legs of an animal. Or dark meat. Humans are considered animals. Yeah, they're like cattle. Well, Wolfie, she only Wolfie. has two legs. That's all we're saying. She doesn't have hind legs. Wolfie, what do you know about this? I just know that Ed is up to some weird stuff. He he told me that he had anal sex with three different women this summer, but strangely, none of them will talk to me. He can't get in touch with them. None of them will respond. And he does this move called a Greek massage to women. So he has anal sex with them, and I guess... Ed, what do you do to their shoulders, you were telling me? Massage them, and then I work down into near the, the butt. And then I said, you got to take your pants, come come down. Yeah, do these women know they're going to be uh, entered anally? I think they must know. 
I don't think they know. Do you? D. They get the vibe. Do you? Uh, what do you mean? It smelled like cabbage. It's it's what was in there, it's like the stench that came out of there. And and do you say, hey, uh, maybe I shouldn't put my penis in there because it smells like cabbage, or you do ignore the smell? No, because I just washed it off after. Smart. <laughs> you uh, oh, you wash your penis off after the sex. Well, believe it or not, this one took a, a baby wipe, wiped it down a little bit, and then put it in her mouth to get the to get <laughs> the rest of it to, to come out. But wait, I'm not Wolfie. What is this about? <laughs> you seem to understand. You seem to be an Ed whisperer. I, I, this sounds like a crime has been committed. But go ahead. Yeah, yeah. He said he said that she wiped her her cabbage ass with a a baby wipe after he after he came inside and then she licked it off of the baby oh, wipe. God. Oh my god! Oh, oh. So, it's so I hot. guess these women don't care. Yeah, I guess <laughs> what's not. going on. Wow. But I don't think he tells them that he's about to put it in their ass. I think he just does it. Well, I think, uh, uh, I don't know. I'm like wondering, like, Ed, do you, are you advertising yourself as a masseuse or something? No, I don't do that. Okay, so okay. these are friends of yours, and you say, let's, ha- yeah, let me give you a massage. No, 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 no. I've been meeting a ton of them from Facebook dating. Oh. Yeah, he's oh. on a, he's on Facebook dating, and he was he was banned for a while, and somehow they gave him access yeah. again, and now he's meeting all these women, and and th- this is his protocol. Well, I tell you what, he has some track record on Facebook. If he had three women, <laughs> I mean, uh, he has more than that. I know. Based wow. Based what is your part. secret to getting women? I know lots of guys struggling to get women. I mean, what is your secret? How do you handle this Facebook thing? Have you seen how I look? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, how are you doing it? How I look. I look very handsome. And and I talk. I don't show them pictures of my penis or anything like most guys do. And I'm a good, aren't, aren't you uh, missing smart. most of your teeth? I'm missing all my upper. And I have eight on the bottom. Oh, oh wow. That's a good look. Oh. He went to a. He went to a. <laughs> you like he that? Went a, he went to you a. You dated dentist. a guy like that, didn't you? <laughs> guy who just like had a cool like no yeah, eight teeth. He just had eight teeth and they were all great. <laughs> and, <laughs> they called them the great eight. You only need two or three. You saw, you saw how I look. Uh, I mean, of course, I get a lot of women. I got eight teeth. You know, most of these most of these women meet guys. They only have three teeth. I mean, I'm way ahead of the game. I told me he went to. A, Ed, Ed told me he went to a dentist that he thinks the dentist pulled some sort of scam because the mm-hmm. dentist just started pulling out his teeth. And Ed, Ed felt his <laughs> his teeth were all fine. And he just ripped out the entire top layer. Oh, oh. Yeah, that's a that, that that's terrible. I mean, I'm sure you were upset. Did you say to him afterwards that uh, hey, you took out all my Why'd teeth? Why'd you take my teeth? Yeah, I tried suing him, but I couldn't find a lawyer to take the case. <laughs> You're, you're going to need to boil up those dead bodies before you eat them. If you only got eight teeth. <laughs> All right. I'm going to say goodbye to Jeffrey Dahmer. And, uh... my, mouth, my mouth is cleaner because it's got no teeth, teeth holding germs. That's true, What's your, I suppose. When you're having sex with a woman, is your move to put it in her ass before even the vagina? 
No, not necessarily, no. Some but I love it. how he tells them to take down their panties. He says, you know, uh, you got to take down your panties because I'm giving you the massage and the nerve endings are right. under there and I need to get full access to you. The, the nerve endings are under what? The vagina or, or under the panties? Under pant- their butts, I guess. That's why he needs them to take down the panties, right, Ed? Yeah, you have to get get to that to get to the nerve endings. <laughs> um, don't we have don't, don't we have nerve endings everywhere in our body? I mean, he's giving anatomy no. less. The only <laughs> other nerve endings are this guy shits in a bucket. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys realize that like the human, an average human being has like I think it's thirty two teeth. And Ed's down to eight. Like, that's one quarter of the normal amount of teeth. You know, even I can do that math. Four times eight is 32. I mean, it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah, I I don't know what happened. Um, After the dentist pulled two teeth, wouldn't you say something? Like, why are you doing it? I would have been out of the chair, right? Yeah. Howard, guess who might visit me? Who? Um... I don't know if I should say. You could say. Wolfie. Oh. Yeah, we've, we've been discussing me going to go check out his whole scene. Because I think Ed, it's a great Ed's, idea. Ed seems to be building a um, a real estate empire because of various lawsuits that he's won. <laughs> so he's got multiple houses now. I, I don't know what's going on, but it sounds like a whole scene. What's going on, Ed? Well, I'm looking at... Uh, I'm in the real estate business now. <laughs> Ed Trump. He doesn't work. He doesn't work, but he buys multiple houses. How are you doing that? Um, I from that settlement from um, 2020. Oh. Well, well how much did gonna, how much money did he get that he can buy multiple houses? It was three figures. But here's the house there. Three figures and $100. <laughs> so was it, was it over $350? I mean, I mean, I mean six, six figures. I mean. Oh, six figures. That's a big difference. Three figures and six figures. Well, I meant, yeah, you know what I meant. And what was his successful lawsuit over again? What happened to him? I don't even remember. Do you know, Wolfie? Uh, the, I know. Yep. You want me to say it? Uh, he flipping so, ball accident. He, oh, he's he in a fell on. You know, he, 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 Ed, he slipped on ice and fell and hurt himself. But the no. weird thing is the same thing happened to Ed's mom. She also slipped on ice and fell and got hurt and sued. Wow. Isn't that a coincidence? What a coincidence. Oh, I can't really Runs in the family, talk, you know. Talk about the details of it. <laughs> yeah, I bet you can't. I don't blame you. <laughs> <laughs> What about, uh, have you ever thought about investing in coal from the Titanic? (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a scam to me. Yeah, there you go. Ed knows. So, Ed, you rent out these houses and you collect rent? Is that what's going on? It's what I'm planning on doing, but um, I I don't want to mess my SSI up. (laughs) Oh, yeah, you got to check that. Yeah, SSI, that's important. Well, look, uh, well, this is a fascinating discussion. Uh, Ed says <laughs> he uh, is fucking. He's having tremendous success because women see him with his eight teeth and they're like, wow, <laughs> this guy's really great looking. And uh, they come over and they give him sex. 
and uh, three of them have, <laughs> three of them have given uh, him anal, anal, which is a woman really opening herself up to Ed. Uh, these women must be quite enamored with you. Have you felt any love for any of these women, or is it strictly a hookup? It's strictly just sex. Um, but as far as the teeth, I'm buying new ones in December. Nice. That's a good idea to wait till December. Christmas, right. You need teeth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of the chocolates and things you eat at Christmas are hard. The season of chewing. <laughs> Didn't Wolfie, didn't you tell me Ed told you that he orders DoorDash, but always complains that the food is cold and he gets a refund so he doesn't have to pay? He's done that before. He, he's also he's also managed to have, according to Ed, he's managed to have sex with the women that deliver the food to wow. him. I always thought wow. those people are on a tight schedule, but he's giving them anal somehow. Wow. Is that true, Ed, or are you making that up? No. The, the last one... She delivered, and I said, just so you know, I'm single. She said, so am I. And I said, well, you got my number, because it's on the DoorDash delivery thing. And uh, sure enough, she called me or texted me, and um, we got together. We went out for chicken wings and roast beef. And uh, that one didn't kind of work out too good because she ate all. She was heavy set. She ate all the all the chicken wings. <laughs> but did you uh, have sex with her? Yeah. But Isn't was, that the one? one Ed, didn't you tell me you made her eat your ass out? Isn't that what you said? Yeah, I said you ate my chicken wings. Now eat my ass. <laughs> did but, you tell her? Did you tell her you have ass worms? No. Why do you want women to eat your ass when you have assworms? I would think I'd, I'd like that's the last place I'd want a woman's tongue. Well, I, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't. I was kind of like to teach her a lesson about eating stuff. <laughs> right to eat less chicken mm. wings. <laughs> Did she eat your ass? Yeah. And you fucked her. Yeah. Well, was she well, good at the, eating ass? She's good at eating anything. You know, you know, I don't know. She eats everything. Uh, she's a heavy set gal. No, what about the, is her thing. Are you sure you called DoorDash and not DoorGash? <laughs> called. I don't. Yeah, I called DoorDash. I don't know. What you're I don't think he has ass worms. Like, I mean, a woman. Imagine her spreading his ass open and then like there's worms. No, I don't have many more. Oh, you don't. Know. Okay. At that time, I did. God, it just seems sadistic. I mean, a woman isn't kind enough to eat your ass, which, by the way, I've never experienced. I would just... What do you, what do you mean, it's, kind enough? What? <laughs> kind enough. He thinks they're doing, he's doing them a favor. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just saying, it's like such a, a, a intimate thing. I mean, that, and how many women would be willing to eat a dude's ass? Wait a minute. Um, would you, I wouldn't even ask a woman best, to do that. Would Would you eat best ass if it, if she demanded it? You know, I don't think so. Actually, I mean, I don't know. I put my tongue up her ass. I don't know. I mean, I, I think the I love her like crazy. I don't know if I want to put my tongue up her ass. But if she demanded it, you would, right? I don't think so. Honestly, I'm, I'm pretty You're famous. You're going to draw dude. a line. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty famous. I, you know, it's pretty easy for me to get chicks, I and mean, that's one of the, the the perks of being. 
Hold on a second, Ed. Oh, it's uh, it's world-renowned journalist Dan Rather. Howard, I've got some advice for Wolfie, who will be visiting Ask Napkin Ed. I've, I see him as a fellow journalist, and I must say, <laughs> Wolfie, you are going to see horrors that will live with you for the rest of your life. The atrocities I saw in Vietnam have lived with me forever, and so will the horrors you see in upstate New York. Thanks, Sam. I, I appreciate the advice. Mr. Rather, you're saying uh, whatever Wolfie sees when he visits Ask Napkin Ed, like, you know, the, the just like the, the, the disgusting, you know, box that he shits in and all Absolutely. the... You're saying that it will scar Wolfie, like almost like PTSD? Yes. And listen, when the nightmares come, and they will come, you're going to wake up sobbing like a baby. My <laughs> advice to you... Since you're going to see Ask Napkin Ned, is is bring a Bible with you and hold your loved ones close every chance you get. You're probably going to need to super glue your anus shut. I did. Well, when I'll I had tell to you what. Through a river of leeches. I remember watching you on TV when you were in Afghanistan. I remember watching you on TV when you were on Vietnam. When you were in Vietnam, and I know you saw horrible things. But I'll tell you this, uh, Mr. Rather, Wolfie's a tough guy. He, he, Tell Mr. Rather when you watch Bigfoot take a shit. Tell him what happened. Yeah, and you, yeah, yeah. you're doing okay, right? I mean, you've survived that. Yeah, Bigfoot had a vicious diarrhea attack, and I was I was in the bathroom with him, so I, oh. I survived. I'm I'm still here. The My smell God. isn't that doesn't that waft like, like what the smell of napalm? Do you still smell it, Mr. Rather? <laughs> of course, I still smell it. You know, uh, I've seen Agent Orange victims who were burned alive, and I can never forget that the smells of their bodies burning. It still lives with me. And Howard. I can suggest something about sense, you know. Take a rubbing Vicks vapor rub and put on your upper lip. That usually helps cover the horrendous smells you're going to experience. Well, uh, there you go. Uh, Wolfie's done it all, Mr. Rather. He is an excellent journalist. Tell Mr. Rather when you watch the man stick his arm up another man's ass. I mean, that's I mean, maybe it ain't Vietnam, but it, and that's he's pretty still rough. sleeping fine. Right? <laughs> he sleeps like a baby. I mean, it's an experience like that changes you, but yeah, I, I survived. I, I, I was there and saw it all. Well, Just make you. sure you have your affairs in order, Wolfie. Do you have a will? I do. Yes, I do. Good. Good. Every journalist <laughs> needs a good will. Thank you, well, Mr. Rather. And thank you, Mr. Rather. Uh, appreciate it. Mr. Wolf, Mr. you might Rather be stronger in... than I am. You are definitely a man of courage. I think Mr. Rather was uh, implying that Ask Ed is not getting model caliber women to come to that apartment. <laughs> yeah, Ed, I mean, he might be scarred by that. Ed, are most of these women large? Um, some of them are, but some of them are pretty hot. Most Pretty what? Them, yeah, most of them are like a little bit heavy. Right. Most of them are heavy. Okay. All right. Thank you, Mr. Ryder. And by the way, how many teeth do these women have? I mean, you have eight. Between the, the two Between people. Between the uh, two of them, maybe they have 32. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, the one, she um, she couldn't find her teeth. And then uh, <laughs> said, well, that's no problem because I don't have any either. Right. Right. So it was it was cool. She couldn't say anything about it. This was the girl who ate all the chicken wings, or a different girl? No, she. This was a different one. No. Yeah. How many girls are you fucking a month? I'm 
I'm doing about, I'm averaging about two or three. Wow, that's fucking And what's the age range? Just want to know. Um, the highest is, I think, 55. And how many repeat customers do you have, Ed? I feel like this is like once and done, they never come back. No, there's one, two, three. Two and two are in two small towns, so I got to be careful with that. And then the other one's in uh, New York. The other two are in PA. Uh-huh. There's one in PA. Yeah. And two in New two York, you say? No, two in PA, one in New York. I'm on the state line, so it's easy. I see. You're like yeah, a, he's juggling all these women. He's like a, a, a disgusting Pete Davidson. Like if, <laughs> he's if, like if, a, if, toothless a toothless Pete Toothless, <laughs> ass-wormed <laughs> Pete Davidson. And, you know, and he's all ours. Yeah, he's Pete Davidson <laughs> if he had no teeth and ass-worms. <laughs> <laughs> wow! And I get I get them mixed up too, so I got to take notes. Oh boy! Yeah, <laughs> gotta keep the lies straight. I'm the wrong. I'm uh, the you're, wrong. Uh, you're like uh, you're creep, Davidson. You're- <laughs> <laughs> well, the nice thing that the two in PA they both have the same first name, so that's it, nice. It, <laughs> wow. Well, Ed must fuck pretty good if uh, these women. Are coming I don't back. Know what's going it's, on out it's there? It's a man's <laughs> world, Howard. It is yeah. a man's world. Do the, do you tell them that you're ass napkin Ed from the Howard Stern show? No, no, that would ruin it. They right. look at that and they would say, "No." Nah, he knows how to play it. I'll give him that. I mean, because he's right. If he said like, "Hey, I'm ass napkin Ed," and then they'll be like, "Well, what's an ass napkin?" And then you're like, "Well, <laughs> yeah." After that conversation, there's going to be no sex, right? <laughs> I will tell you one thing. I'll tell you something about Ed, and 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 I'm going to brag a little for him. Ed was dating a really hot porn star for a while. Am I right, Wolfie? That's true. He was. He was right. I mean, I got video. Well, that's good for Ed. Yeah. I'm worried about her. <laughs> well, listen, uh, Ed, how long Something did you date might have her? Been wrong. How long she moved in with me? Actually, it was uh, how long? About a couple of years. Less than two years. Wow. Were you a in love with her? Less than two years. Were no. you in love with her? No. I wonder how come you didn't fall in love? Like she was hot. Um, you know what I mean? I just, I don't know. I just wanted sex. I don't know how, I don't know how that happened. <laughs> what do you was, mean, JD? She, she was hot. I mean, she was like, she was hot. <laughs> it was crazy. And this, and then there's Ed in his Buffalo Bills jacket. Uh, you know, God knows what he, he wore no something. teeth, no ass teeth. worms. His fucking, he had a, a bandana on. <laughs> he had some sort of game. I don't know what was going on, but she was with him for a while. And, and uh, on a scale of one to ten, how hot was she? Ten being the hottest. Oh my god! I mean, she had a beautiful face. Uh, yeah. I I would say at least a eight. You know, solid seven, but being eight for sure. And by the way, JD, you know she knows how to fuck like a crazy person because she's I, professional. I've seen her. I've seen her fuck. <laughs> I watched her. <laughs> so I right. knew what he I knew what was going on there. So uh good for him. How'd you what... lose how'd you lose her, Ed? Um, she's having some kind of problems that like personal kind of stuff, so I don't want to say. 
You don't want to get involved? <laughs> no, I don't want to give her business out on the air. Yeah, right, right. But in other words, you just didn't want to, like, deal with her personal shit. It's, you could say that, I guess. Yeah, I don't JD, think she was... Like, this chick was so hot, you were even jealous, right? I mean, you were yeah, kind of like... Yeah, I mean, he was just like, he was just, it was just like he was there, like, not really doing anything, and it's, it was like a magnet, and she was, like, attracted to him, and she just, like, was linked up to him. He did, like, nothing. I, you know, he was like, yeah, she's, you know, porn star, you know, whatever. But J.D. started blowing me in that video I sent to to Howard. I I don't ever seen that, but I I would believe it. I don't know if what I need video? to see something like that. Ed sent me a video of him fucking the porn star. Who knows who he sent it to? <laughs> now you even mentioned Howard. You played it the background. You played it on air. I did. Uh, okay. Yeah. Who knows? It was so long ago. Maybe I put it in the back of my mind, but uh... you scrubbed your memory. <laughs> but you know, unbelievable. Yeah. What what did she look like? Was she uh, tall, short? Was she? I think got she big was a little titties? short. Look she was on the short end. Big boobs, blonde, you know, tight body. Um, her name. Her name. I don't want to give the name. I don't want to. I don't want to give the name for some reason. I'm feeling protective of her. All right. You know what I mean? I mean, fucking you Gary. is not exactly a great thing on your resume. <laughs> yeah. You don't want <laughs> that on your resume. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, this is a girl. This is a girl needs to work and earn a living. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at I'm looking at a picture right now, and he looks like just like a faint like he don't, he looks drunk, <laughs> which wouldn't be surprising. And he's just like standing there with his arm around her, and she's just like, yeah, here I am with him. Let me see a this picture. My Show man. me, Jason. Can I you put that it. picture up? The yeah, Ed, Ed has a biker look. He's always wearing like a wow. A she is super hot. Like she, oh, that's at our show. Wow, I didn't. I yeah. don't remember any of this. Yeah, she must, uh, dude. She's a nine. Yep. Uh, she was good. Can't believe you fucked her. <laughs> Many times. All three holes. Oh, wow. <laughs> really? Let me see. Yeah, three Ed's, holes, huh? Ed's a big wow. fan you, of ass. You're trying to figure that out? <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out which holes. Not, the ear isn't in there, is it? Oh. Ed's, Ed's a big fan of ass to mouth. He's a really big fan of that. Uh, what is that? So he gets, he, he, he has anal sex and then he sticks his dick in the girl's mouth. Like that, that's one mm. of his things. Why would you yeah. want to do that? Cause like then she's gonna, you know, have shit in her mouth. Not if she's clean and then she gets the, <laughs> the extra come out. The, the extra come out. And then oh, in other words, she sucks the extra come out. It's a process. Yeah. yeah. So that cleans things up. The extra yeah. Come. Yeah, yeah, Robin. Yeah, Robin. How about? You know, one day you lose your men, Robin. You don't clean up their extra cum. <laughs> I don't have to teach She's you a prude. Uh, Robin's a prude. You're Never. darn right. I am proud of it. <laughs> Good for you. You're a lady. That's why. Boy, that girl is extremely good-looking. JD. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, oh, so you know. Now, were you and Ed in the same room the night she picked him up? Uh, no, I don't think so. I okay. uh, it came I'm out of the blue. She didn't. No, I I you and I, go get ass napkin Ed. No, I had only been in one room with Ed. Uh, I think before this, and it was like backstage of a comedy show, and he was just wasted and you know just <laughs> trying to say Ed. God knows what to me. Ed, were you um, jealous when she would go to work, like, and fuck other dudes? Well, <laughs> I got to 
story with that. One of them was uh, the Buffalo Bills. Uh, I don't want to say what what he did for the Bills, but but um, I got paid for that. What do you, you mean? You mean he wanted a fucker and he gave you some money? I don't want to. I'm on air, so I can't say no. <laughs> All right, uh, you know what? I don't want to know. I don't. I don't yeah, need the we're, we're in a dark hole. <laughs> yeah, well, and so is that <laughs> dark three holes. Uh, all right, Ralph, what do you want? Dude, th- this is actually more disturbing than that fisting call segment. I mean, it's like I'm, I'm about to throw up thinking about some fat old pig eating out this toothless idiot's ass. Oh, ah. <laughs> fucking vile. Uh, I wonder what Ralph gets. What his boyfriend does he eat his ass? <laughs> Ralph, do you eat your boyfriend's ass? No, I'm not eating any ass. And maybe he got a hot chick once. I mean, what do you say? And there's some. I got to tell you, got? Ralph. You would definitely think this chick was hot that he he had sex with. I'm not Somebody kidding. Somebody send me that picture. I got to see. I can't imagine any anything above a, a All right. four is Send Ralph him. the picture. You Ralph, tell me. It's true. It's, it, Ralph. You, okay, Ralph. You're a good judge of beauty. Um, I'm waiting. All right. Hold on. Bring him music. Quickly. <laughs> Hurry. <laughs> Don't you who's, do, who's in charge of sending this? Jason? <laughs> Jason's got it. He's doing it. Right. Jason's sending it to you. invented the iPhone, by the way. Yeah. Thank God for the iPhone. Right. Hey, I got to go soon. I got a psychiatrist appointment. No, I, I got to get this my thing. <laughs> yeah, right. This bit wait, would be going wait. nowhere without the iPhone. It's right. <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, this is what's paying uh, Apple, not the Oprah contract. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's stay. Let's stay yeah. on topic. Yeah. All right. Did you get it? No. Jason, what's the delay? It's sent. It's texted. It went through according oh. to my phone. It's a text, Ralph. All right. I'm staring at my phone. Up oh, here it comes. Chris Wilding sent it to me. Good man. Well, it's a little blurry. It's very blurry, but <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, wait, I got another one. Hold on. Uh. I can't see. It's it's kind of blurry, it's very blurry, but what? she looks hot. Yeah, they must be taking a photograph, and it's coming through blurry. I don't know, but it's it like don't tell me she's not. Pic- it looks like a hostage picture. Well, she's hot, though. You got to admit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I guess I do. Apologize to Ed. <laughs> How is All right, that? Rob. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. That's Come not on, fair. That's not fair. How <laughs> <laughs> did you pay her to do that? Fuck you. I didn't pay her. She paid my hotel and... Um, <laughs> no, stop it. I'm not kidding. I got receipts. Wow. All right. Thanks, Ed. I, if she I, Ralph, paid, how do you. you get receipts? Uh, I got copies of the receipts. Huh? You know what, Ed? That might be your greatest accomplishment in life, having sex with that girl. Honestly. You get new oh. respect. <laughs> Huh. Well, did you see that picture? I, I remember the segment. I was like, I remember being so annoyed that this girl was all over Ed. She was very hot. 
And he's just sitting there like a drunken lump in the green room, and she's just all over him. And you're just like, mm. what? What is going on in the world right now? I'm like, how and damaged guys, is this poor woman? You guys let that girl go. She needed help, and you guys. <laughs> she needed help. <laughs> you did nothing. She was smiling. Some, she was having a good time. You loved it. Some, to do. some heroes, you guys are. You just you didn't even you didn't even help her. She was waking all us. Right, Ed, Ed, good for you. <laughs> Good for you, Stud Muffin Ed. We're going to call you from now on. All right, pal. I'll, I'll keep you updated on my my latest one. All right. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah, Monday. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe you'll get a little DoorDash delivery. Uh, yeah, and I didn't even get to my question. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's all right. I'm sure it's disgusting. I'll do it Monday. All right. All right, pal. Later. That's uh, ass napkin pit, as in Brad Pitt. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, the fun we have on this show. This week on Howard 101, our tribute to Eric the Actor. Classic Eric moments each day on Sternthology, plus a tribute on Friday. Featuring Jimmy Kimmel, Ike Barinholtz, and more. That's uh, just a tease. I'm not going to go into it. I'm not going to answer your questions about it right now. Also, next Monday, I will be speaking with Jan Wenner, the dude who invented Rolling Stone magazine. And I got one question for him. How the fuck did you guys cause Cream to break up the legendary band with Eric Clapton, Jack Bruce, and Ginger Baker? Unbelievable. Robin. Yes. Just Robin. That's all. Oh. That's all I want to say. Robin. <laughs> oh, Ralph is staring at. Okay. He wants to give a report. Go ahead, Ralph. Okay. Quickly. You know. Listen, she's not ugly, but you can't tell. Like, she looks a little thick. She looks like a JD girl. Like, ah, uh, you're crazy. You're no, come crazy. on, look, look at the picture. Look at the silver. You can't even see her waistline. Come on, you're insane. He's insane. Don't listen to him. That chick's hot. That's hardly uh, a dress. She looks fine. Mm, he doesn't know. He can be weird. 